If somebody wants to tell me that there's multi-generational research, you find me a fifth-generation vegan, and I'll give you $10,000. However, you won't be able to do that because there are too many things missing, and they would have lost fertility before they got to five generations. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Guy America Show. We're going to be chatting with David Getoff a little bit later naturopathy and diet and what you should and shouldn't eat a lot of the way fun chat well actually it's not that fun of a chat it's kind of depressing <laughs> but that's just because we like to eat food that i like to eat a lot of food that i shouldn't be eating and i already eat a pretty restricted diet so when you're eating an extremely restricted diet already and then you find out that there's like three other things in there you shouldn't be eating it's a little depressing but like, David, what, what did that happen with I can't remember, but there's like a couple things I'm eating. Potatoes, potatoes is one yeah, of them. Potatoes, yeah. It's starchy foods is the big yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, David knows his stuff. It's oh, not, yeah. It's not, uh, it's a great chat. Uh, yeah. Good one. It was very informative. Very informative. Of course, we got Graham. Uh, I survived the Tiki Bar Dunlop in the Solomon Islands. How's it going, buddy? Thanks to one of our listeners for sending in the shirt. It's nice to get shirts. It's, a bit, it's a bit big. Bill Shill, he sent unless the they're, unless they're, Maybe the larges in the tiki bars are a bit bigger than the larges in Canada. And we got James the Handler with us, too. Yeah, the Handler's Good back in you, the buddy. house. He brought up, coffee. Guys? It's the first time you've been in the new studio. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, It's a good setup here, guys. Yeah, thanks. Got a little area there to do some yoga if you want. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Some push-ups. Yeah. Yeah, we're working just, out, getting we're just, fit. Yeah, you know, I'm really actually thinking about getting into the working out more. I've been listening to more <laughs> Rogan again. I'm back. I'm on the Rogan train. Doesn't he make you feel like you need to work out every time you hear him? Well, I just I've never really worked out that hard, and I, I'm interested in that idea that if you work out to a certain extent, you can get rid of that chatter. You know, get rid of that brain chatter. Well, you when he starts meditating too, then if you when he starts talking that. about the idea of um the pent up energy. You know, it just sort of resonates with me that we're supposed to be doing a lot more than we're doing. I mean, meditating is great too, but I can definitely say that I should probably be doing at least like 20 times of the physical exertion I'm doing in my day-to-day probably, or yeah. at least historically, an- ancestrally, I, you know, my people were probably doing more than like walking to the truck and then <laughs> driving to the office right, yeah. and then walking into there. And, the, you know, the most exercise yeah. I get is walking up and downstairs on the job site. I mean, I, yeah. I walk, I walk a few miles a day. That's yeah. what the skydiving and the rock band does for me. It gets rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny. That's something we didn't talk to David Gadoff about is exercise. I thought about that on the way home last week when we recorded it. It's like, we didn't really touch on a lot of that. But yeah, that's important. I mean, yoga would be really, I mean, you do that, then you get both. Then you're getting like, you have to pay attention to your breath, to the teacher. You got to follow the instructions. You got to pay attention to your body. You get the the strength. But you don't get the cardio. you, oh, yeah, you, you can do. if you do sure, man. fucking hot yoga. I can barely yeah, your even goal do the is fucking only to stay in the room. Poses. You don't have to worry about the poses. Just try and stay in the room when it's that hot. You should do Gramerica goes to <laughs> yoga. 
That's what she says. I do. I've been trying like, to do more yoga. Your goal is to stay in the room. Because if you're new, you're just, you're just going to be dying of heat. Heat. How hot is it in this motherfucker? It's like, I don't know, 115, and the humidity is like whatever. Like 40-odd? Yeah, whatever the humidity, high humidity is. But no, I mean, I haven't done it for a while myself, but I'm just saying that yoga is good for physical and the mental and, and all that stuff. It's I was really in the powerful. steam room at uh, yeah, the Nordic Spa. There. It was fucking hot in there. Were you in the Nordic Spa? No, I was in another steam room last weekend. He turned it up too, I guess. It was by, super hot. By too. regulations, like you can only go up to 47, but I was with the... The dude who uh, owns it. Yeah, he's one of the owners, and we were the only ones in there. So he's like, he's over there, like over. I'm like, oh my god, it's hot. He's over there, like, oh, override it up to 52, and I'm just like, oh my god, I could barely move. And that was the eucalyptus one. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it burns nice. after a while. It burns right away. Yeah, especially when you just came out of minus 30. Yeah, into the fucking steam, just bam. Don't they do? But sweat- I felt great later. Don't they do sweat lodges in the wintertime? I don't know. At the Nordic Spa? No, like just out, like you know, like the crew that does the sweat lodges up, kind of close to Airdrie. I'm just sweat lodge guy. Yeah, close to Airdrie. I thought there's a place up there. Uh, I don't know about that place. There's a place out west by the Indian Reserve, and there's a place down south that I go to for that. But uh, we've done them in the winter before. Maybe yeah. not like it's been a little cold lately. Like minus thirty is not really too cool to walk around all sweaty and you know. Yeah, you had that. Where there's a on. fucking straight on blizzard. It was kind of cool, actually. You're in yeah. the hot tub, and it's like a full-on blizzard. Yeah. I wish I would actually got, because there's like a, some lawn chairs around there, and they're all full of snow. I wanted to go get a picture of me sitting in the lawn chair, but I didn't have any devices or anything. Would have been nice, though. Are they but bad? it finally warmed up here. Holy shit. Been minus, you were in Mexico for half of it, but it's been yeah. minus 30 for a month. That really sucked to go from plus 30 to minus 30 in five hours. Yeah, I bet. Well, yeah. 60 degree difference. Yeah. No bueno. So I got my uh, I got my dental uh, back uh, from the insurance place. Remember, you were challenging me on how much I was going to get from the yeah. naturopathic yeah, yeah, dentist yeah. that we talked about in in this show with David Getoff. I got like uh, seven hundred and something back out of eight hundred something for that I had to put up to uh, get the initial consultation, the cleaning, and the bacterial scan, and uh, the full blown X rays and all that kind of stuff. But so, so I want to know what to do co- on the removal as well. The removal supposed to be one hundred percent. As well, covered? it's supposed to be covered, yeah. But I, I got to, I actually, oh, I forgot to call him today. I was going to call him today because I have to get one removed and then another one fixed and then that filling out, the mercury filling out. I heard there's some troll feedback in the YouTube channel of this chat about naturopathic <laughs> dentistry being a joke. You heard a rumor? Were they all well, dentists? And I was like, and <laughs> I was like, there, let's just. And yeah. I was thinking, man, so I'd rather just have mercury and fluoride in your mouth because they're not toxic or anything. Fluoride's you know? toxic. Let's just go to the socials. Dude. Oh, you're going to go right to the socials? Why not? Bingo, bingo. Social media. It's a great jingle. Yeah. Classic. Not to sing it. Yeah. You guys should join the band. It does get, it does grow on you. I remember some people saying that they didn't like the jingle. I'm like, just wait, it'll grow on you. You, it know, does, it does. you know which one I want on uh, your uh, UFO cult? My okay. favorite. Okay. What do we got here? We got, oh, actually, let's do this one first. Message. This is on the <clears throat> Dell Big Tree oh vaccine boy. Oh, boy. Message from an ER nurse. Okay. 
As an ER nurse, I have seen the cover-up. Where do you think kids go when they have a vaccine reaction? They go to the ER. They come to me. I cannot even begin to guess how many times over the years I have seen vaccine reactions come through my ER. Without any exaggeration, it has to be counted in the hundreds. Sometimes it seemed like it was one or two cases in a single shift, every shift for weeks. Then I would get a lull. Then I wouldn't catch one for a week or two. Then I'd catch another case per night for a couple weeks. This was common. Once I was training a nursing student about to graduate on their ER experience rotation in nursing school. This student and I floated up to triage to cover the triage nurse for a break. I was quizzing them on what to ask and look for as a triage nurse on pediatric kids that came through. I made a point about asking about immunization right out of the gates. The student was puzzled and asked why. And I told the student because we see vaccine reactions every day and it's their job to catch it, alert the doctors and their parents and report it to VAERS. Some higher power apparently smiled on my attempt to open the eyes of another nurse, I guess, because not even 10 minutes later, a woman brought her child to the counter. Sudden onset, super high fever and lethargy. I asked if the child was up to date on vaccination. The mother replied he had just had them just a few hours ago. I glanced at the student who looked shocked and looked back at me in disbelief. I nodded, told them to remember this, and then took the mom and her child to finish the triage and back. When I was done, I came back and sat down with the student and asked what he learned that night so far. The first response, what I was told about vaccines wasn't true. I couldn't have said it better. That student is going to go on to be like me, advocating for his patients with his eyes wide open. Mm. The cases almost always presented similarly and often no one else connected it. The child comes in with either a fever approaching 105 or seizures or lethargy slash can't wake up or sudden overwhelming sickness, screaming that won't stop, spasms, GI inclusion, etc. And one of the first questions I would ask as a triage nurse was, are they current on their vaccination? It's a safe question that nobody sees coming and nobody understands the true impact of. Parents and co-workers usually just think I'm trying to rule out the, yeah, the, yeah. the possible vaccine-preventable diseases, when in fact I am looking to see how recently they were vaccinated to determine if this is a vaccine reaction. Wow. Too often I heard a parent say something akin to, yes, they are current. The pediatrician caught up their vaccines this morning, oh. this morning during their checkup, and the pediatrician said they were in perfect health. If I had a dollar for every time I'd heard that, I could fly to Europe for free. But there's, but here's the more disturbing part. For all the cases I've seen, I have never seen any medical provider report them to VAERS. I have filed VAERS reports, but I am the only nurse I have ever met that files VAERS reports. I also have never met a doctor that has filed a single VAERS report. Mind you... I have served in multiple hospitals across multiple states alongside probably well over 100 doctors and probably three to 400 nurses. I've worked in big hospitals in the San Francisco Bay Area to Las Vegas, Nevada, and small hospitals like rural access, two-bedroom ER, remote communities, and everything in between. When I say never, I mean never. 
I have even made a point of sitting in the most prominent spots at the nursing station, filling out a VAERS report to make sure as many people saw me doing it as possible to generate the expected, what are you doing responses <laughs> to get that dialogue going with people. And in every case, if a nurse approached me, the response was, I've never done that, or I didn't know we could do that. Or worse, what is VAERS? Oh Which was God. actually the most common response. Yeah. The response from doctors, silence. Absolute, total refusal to, to engage in discussion or even acknowledge what I was doing or what VAERS was. The big takeaway from that, VAERS is woefully underreported. I am proof of that. The number one place parents bring their kids in the event of a vaccine reaction is the ER. And as an ER staffer, I have never met anyone who filed one in spite of seeing hundreds of cases of obvious vaccine-associated harm come through. What does that say about the reported numbers? The CDC slash HHS admits that VAERS is underreported, probably only representative of one-tenth of the actual number of injuries. I can test that, and from personal experience, I would say the number in VAERS are more like one one-thousandth of the actual numbers, not one-tenth. Wow. Of course, Dell said one one-hundredth yeah. was what yeah. Harvard found. Yeah. And the final part of that is that I have firsthand seen blatant cover-ups from doctors. I have seen falsification of medical records and documentation via intentional omission. I have challenged doctors who refused to put in the chart that a child was vaccinated four hours ago in perfect health and is now suddenly non-responsible, seizing febrile at 105. And the labs, LP, and imaging confirms cerebral edema slash encephalitis. I reminded the doctor as they were writing the report that the child was vaccinated mere hours before. Still omitted. And at the end, there is total omission of this fact. And the physician pass off notes, state encephalitis of unknown origin. I asked the doctor if they will fire a VAERS report, and they argue that this has nothing to do with it. It's purely coincidental, oh my God, and nothing yeah. should be filed. They are safe and effective. I remind them that VAERS is a reporting body for any symptoms that are contemporaneous to a vaccination, whether causation is believed to be an association or not. And I get the dismissal that they are not filing it because it has nothing to do with it. No one even brings it up to the parents. It's a giant rug sweep that happens, and any mention of the vaccination is systematically removed or withheld from the record. A perfect example of this was an ambulance crew that came in with a pass-off report that included the file that had been vaccinated only hours prior to the onset of symptoms. The physician made sure this pass-off sheet disappeared mysteriously and could not get filed with the patient's medical records. Jesus. So yes, I have seen the vaccine damage cover-up firsthand. I know that it is intentional and active in the medical community. <clears throat> I know that it is happening. And on top of total denial of any association and total cover-up, they also refuse to report to VAERS, which is supposed to be reported to for anything that is e even in no way suspected to be associated with the vaccine. This is a systematic suppression of information and statistics. And yes, in the cases described above, I did approach the parents, and I did tell them about VAERS, and I did start a case for them and file a report. I did force the issues through my charting, although it will most likely be buried or overlooked. I've experienced the corruption and suppression of the truth in the medical community about vaccines firsthand from the provider perspective. It does happen every day. Gorilla RN. 
Wow. So where did you get that from? YouTube. From our YouTube? Yep. Wow. On, on the Dell episode. Wow. Thanks for putting all that in there. That was an amazing story. So it's what really, was I looking it's for? It's really polarizing. I had an I had a, a a thing the other day in a, in my social situation and in, in my personal life with a friend of mine who's also kind of up to speed on the vaccine thing. And we had a couple friends of ours say uh, something about the people uh, in Vancouver has me have measles, and uh, it was comments of all those anti-vaxxers and all that. And I and I was like, oh my god. So get this. So I didn't know what to do. Should I just outright say like, okay, but, would you listen to this Dell Big Tree episode? Because it's pretty enlightening. You don't have to be an all-in denier or anything like that, but like, let's talk about the evidence. So are the anti, the kids that didn't get the vaccination getting the measles? No. Or are the kids that oh, had well, the vaccination sometimes. getting no, the measles? No, no. Which in, kids get the measles? The one in Washington was a bunch of kids that weren't vaccinated. The, the Vancouver, there's a Vancouver oh, one. Oh, I've never heard about the Vancouver one. So what's one? the Vancouver one? I, I know everyone know. in Washington's fine. So, but the thing is, if you look at the stats, I did we talk about Dell, to Dell about this, about the, the fact that the measles have killed way less people than the vaccine? Mm-hmm. Well, he said even at the current reported numbers of VAERS, it's even. So vaccines kill about the same amount of people as measles was killing, about 500 people a year. Oh, I thought it was way off. But vaccines are also injuring 60,000 people a year. That's what's currently reported to VAERS, which the CDC says is one-tenth. So so Harvard said is one-hundredth. Harvard said is one-one-hundredth, and the gorilla registered nurse says is one-one-thousandth. So even with the CDC's number, you're at 5,000 people a year. Versus 500 from the measles. But, I mean, I posted measles, not a deadly disease, on Twitter, and holy fuck. I, I shut off the notifications for the tweet because last time I checked, there was like 100 comments, and most of them weren't pretty. What about the one, what about the one the interaction you had there? Okay, well, what about like... Oh, he, he blocked me. Yeah, but no, but t- so tell, get, tell everybody about that. Because uh, that's, that's a classic the, example. So, yeah, I was talking to... So a doctor comes in the chat and... Says something, or no, what it was is I had, I posted something and a uh, friend of the show, Bruce Fenton, Hybrid Humans. Yeah. He comments on it because um, I think I posted something. I came across an article that talked about how more, I, I was I came across an article that said what Dell was talking about, how more babies die on the first day of life in the U.S. than in the next like 50 countries combined. And... um I posted, so I posted it, and I was like, any ideas why? And some people said poverty and the U.S. healthcare system. And um, and then and Bruce, then, Bruce, and then Bruce said, maybe it's the shots they get on the first day they're born. So then this guy comes, and he's uh, he says he's a doctor. He's actually, uh, I think almost he's an actual, a doctor. almost a doctor. He's a resident doctor. So now he comes in. And he says, oh, he's like, actually, babies don't get any shots on the first day. But didn't he, he's he like, touted his, his... And he's like, what's... He's like, my source is I'm a doctor who's actually delivered babies. Yeah, they don't what's get your shots source? their first day. Yeah, they do. They yeah. get hep B within the first 12 hours of life. Not in Canada, but in the States. On the States, they do. So... Yeah. I mean, he's, he's in San Diego, this guy. So then I like... I said, well, I'm just a podcaster, but how's the CDC for a source? And then, and then he links to the, like the CDC schedule of vaccines. <laughs> and then he blocked me. Anyway, so then that's, I get, that's what happens, right? I this is this a, text, a fucking great example. I get this text today on the text line. Should I give out the text line? I don't think I've ever actually given out the text yeah, line. Yeah, the number's right over there. Sure. What is it? James, give out the text line. You can also leave a voicemail. I don't see it. It's right in the red on oh, the thing. Oh, one, four, zero, three. 
702-602-6083. That's 1-403-702-6083. I keep hitting fucking buttons on the sound. You need to get one of those pound six... Nine six nine or whatever. How do you do that? No, I don't know. One. Talk to the three 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 internationally. Three 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 maybe works everywhere. Set it up. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out for you. You're the best. I will. <laughs> so I got this on the text line today. Set it up. That's handling shit. Grr, handle it. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta talk to you about that later. <laughs> I get this on the text line today. Grr. Just listening to CBC. They're talking about making mandatory vaccines oh. at all schools in Alberta because oh there are no God. cases of measles here in Alberta, but they don't want an outbreak. Kind of coincidence that half an hour before I was listening to your vaccine show. I personally don't have kids, but I really care about this. There's a synchro. Yeah. It's... Well, not really. I knew that text was there. No, they had the synchro. <laughs> Oh, right. The text had is incredible. Nice catch. Hey. We'll give it a six. Um, where was I going? Okay. Well, you were in the middle of your social media. That's right. So here we got from Surprise K. Okay. Holistic dentistry is complete nonsense. I can't believe you would fall for this. Just imagine. A dentist is trained to think with a scientific mind to use evidence-based treatment. Yet these clans have found a niche market to these clans or clowns. Clowns are clans as well. Clown. Is he in your clan, Graham? <laughs> Graham's a clansman. He talks like one sometimes. He's a D and D clan. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I was thinking Ku Klux. I mean, wow. Oh my god! Whoa, <laughs> Why would you whoa, think whoa, that? Whoa. And <laughs> cut. <laughs> back I can't believe that comes to your head. Take, I was thinking take, like Scottish, take, Irish take, clansmen, you know, like a, wear a kilt and have like my, you know, Great America Show take two. <laughs> Roll it back. <laughs> Yet these clowns have found a niche market to overcharge naive people using claims that are back. By nothing more than a person's imagination. Oh, like fluoride is on the top 10 uh, neurotoxin list in the Lancet? So should we follow the Lancet or not? What's the Lancet? It's uh, that prestigious journal, like one of the most prestigious journals in science. We're supposed to drink fluoride? Is that what well, you're saying? Don't no, drink they've put fluoride in your... Look, okay, we got look, wait, my old dentist in on. Calgary puts fluoride in your mouth. <laughs> they make you put it, and I'm like, I don't want fluoride in my mouth. Why is that? And I was just talking to my sister about this too. They still do this. I'm like, Kevin, do you, you know, you don't know that it's on the top 10 neurotoxin list from the Lancet. I don't care if you're, you're the minute amounts you say that aren't going to affect me. Like, I don't want a neurotoxin in my mouth. I don't blame you. So then, the, so mercury, same thing. Just put it in your mouth. Not anymore. So, you know, you got to get yours taken out. It's unbelievable. To me. I didn't see if that nurse will come on the show. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I bet you were. Number 287, Randall Carlson unplugged. This is a comment from Alex went outside. Good for you, Alex. Way to get outside. You need to start adding electric universe theories and experiments to the impact hypothesis. Nano diamonds are made in the lab using ultrasonic and electricity. You can Google nano diamonds and see it's being used for commercial use. I'm not denying a meteor, but you need to add electric discharge, especially after all the asteroid impacts viewed by NASA that always produce a larger explosion than they predicted, and then the probe they launched into the asteroid did the same thing, because even they don't add electricity as part of oh. nature. Electric discharge would also explain why there would be why there would be a crater, shocked quartz, 
nano diamonds, but not meteor fragments. Oh, that's really interesting. So are you saying that they get statically charged as they're entering well, the atmosphere? Well, maybe not statically. They're all everything's electromagnetic. So he's just saying that that, like, instead of it being more gravity, he's probably saying it's electromagnetically driven, and that that's part of the impact. Right? Is that what they're saying, Darren? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So then we got uh, here. We got one on. Where are we? Oh, on the new studio tour. Looks like a great space, filling it with good vibes, good vibes, and no spam, only in an apocalyptic fallout-proof can. Uh, we got nice studio you got there, quite bigger than the igloo. I hope it will record a lot of super shows. I feel a little bit of shame because I still didn't donate, and I really like your show, and I really enjoy your rambling before the show. I did something I suggested Patrick Kelly. Keep the entertaining and learnful shows coming. I hope a lot of people will start supporting you. Thanks, Drone. Nice. Uh, Is that good for now? Yeah, it's good for now. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Randall's coming on the show next week. Right on. Squeezed him in. Just so everybody knows. We're going to do that live. Fuck it. We'll do it live next week. Randall Carlson. 9.30 Eastern. Nice. Well, ask him about the electric universe theory. Hey, we will. That that electromagnetic force that's not even taken into account by the scientists. You think we'll remember? No. I I can make a note right now. Make a note. Is that the same as the blinking universe? Who was the guy that you guys... Oh, yeah. What was that? Who was that? Is that kind of tied together? Richard Lighthouse. The lighthouse effect. Yeah. That's kind of similar, right? Are you sure it was... I want to re-listen to The lighthouse... Yeah, Richard Lighthouse and the Lighthouse Effect, was that just a coincidence? <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't Richard Lighthouse. It was Richard something. There's a lot of Richards around. A lot of dicks. Just, like- <laughs> just search Grimerica Lighthouse and you'll find it. I like that theory the best, though. Do you? Yeah, I really do, because everything's driven by electromagnetism or gravity-based, right? Even atoms. Exactly. Know, right? Everything orbits something, no matter what it is. We so, have however many atoms you have in your hand alone. Those every single atom is has it is in an orbit. But you know what I mean? Like it, everything has an orbit. Yeah, everything, even the hard yeah. table. It's always so used as an example. So Randall Carlson is he? Uh, table has an orbit. Are we talking about? Are we talking about can, contact the, the cabin? The, the atoms in this table are spinning and orbiting and the vibrating. The electrons are right? orbiting the atoms. The electrons, electrons are, are in the atom, the nu- atoms. Neutrons? Atoms full of electrons. Electrons o- oh, orbit neutrons. Proton and neutron. Electrons. Protons. Yeah, Pro- remember fucking class, like grade nine, science, grade, no, grade six. Is an atom is made atoms. up of an electron and a neutron. And a proton. You're a proton. Um, I forget what I was going to say now. You've made me lose What's my the table so. orbiting? Listen, it's actually orbiting uh, the whole galaxy right now because it's in the studio. And the sun. And the planet. And the moon. Yeah. And something else that causes precession. We don't know what. Listen. So who don't, do you work? Don't point at me. Who do you work for? <laughs> yes, we want to know, James. Who do you work for? Because we've been calling you the handler ever since we met you, and now we have good reason to be. I yeah. work for you guys. And for we free. want to ask you live on the show. Yeah. Who do you work for? Because me and Graham were talking, and it we, turns out that he met you at like. Skunk Works or something, and then I went to meet you for lunch, and, and you're, you're right next door to area. Lockheed Martin. Well, that's the same thing. Oh, you guys oh, are both Lockheed. You think I'm actually like government based? Yeah. Well, you've been asked by the military industrial complex to come something. and figure out that you're probably checking out a few different people. That's why you're always flying to yeah. Mexico and shit. And come here and to fucking talk to you guys about your just fucking to make sure flash we're not bulbs in the fucking forest. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're on the forest. That's what we're, we're interested in. We're on the forest. In. <laughs> see, you, see, he is. Pop, pop. He's faking it. Pop. <laughs> he's, he I knows work, he's busted. He's, he's calling him back up. Dude, I, work, just... I work for the Grime America show for free. That, that's who that's why all of a sudden you start coming around and asking yeah. questions and you're yeah. like, well, yeah. so just making sure that all the space. podcasters aren't getting in any yeah. trouble. They're okay. And then you go back to your guys, you report, there's yeah. nothing going on. I mean, you, got, not, you, don't, you don't have to worry about these two clowns yeah. at all. No, they got a new office. I'll go bug the place next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get this. So I go to your workplace, your, your supposed workplace. Yeah. And right next door is Lockheed. Martin. Yeah. And Darren's telling me the other day, he's going, did you know that right next to James's workplace is Lockheed Martin? And I'm like, well, yeah. And, and then we try to start talking about which one it was and we were in different locations. So how can your there's, supposed there's workplace be beside two separate Lockheed Martin offices? <laughs> they make drones at the one and I don't know what they do at the other one. I haven't been inside that one yet. You're, so you're admitting that you're beside, just happen <laughs> yes. to be beside two Lockheed Martin. Yeah. So we were in right. one. And I've been inside of one of them. Yeah. And you work in IT. And I work in and IT. And you're not a handler. Uh, no, I'm your handler. I'm so not, he's admitting I'm not, it. We're not really, we're not really handling <laughs> Have we been a bugged? lot. Though. Have we been bugged? <laughs> not a lot of handling. We're just no on. threat. We're, I mean, it's good to know we're no threat. What are, if our audience was quadruple? Would we be a threat? You guys are actually at threat level midnight right now, which is fairly low. Is that on like our scale. the nuclear countdown? Yeah, threat level midnight. One minute till midnight? What yeah. would it take for us to be threat level dawn? You start <laughs> saying... <laughs> Start talking about Alex Jones a little more, and then that's in the, it's all in the black budget. Yeah, you guys will get. You guys got to start listening to the black budget. Yeah, support the show, guys. No, but seriously, how? What would it take? Four <laughs> times the audience would be, would be a bigger threat. No, you just got to start talking about all the conspiracy stuff a little more. Then, then we're gonna start bugging the office. Alex and, Jones. Yeah. That's why he got taken off. More, well, what the kind of conspiracy? Foot, I mean, come good, on, what are you talking? We got the got, we got the cult of Baal map on the wall. Yep. We've got. Yep. All kinds of conspiracies, like the Great Awakening over there. With the, Attracting more no, attention to No, but seriously. No, well, it's possible the fish is bugged. It's Can we borrow your thing that searches for <laughs> bugs? <laughs> My bug searcher? Yeah. Yeah, the fish is definitely bugged. <laughs> what kind of conspiracies? <laughs> Uh, you got to talk a little more more aliens than we can get. No, the, that's uh, men bullshit. Now he's just talking about <laughs> yeah. stuff he wants us to talk about on the yeah, show. Exactly. Right? This is your personal thing. Not no, like, actually, the guest I suggested has nothing to do with aliens. I don't want to spoil it though, just in case you get him. That's really. That's good true. Hey? But that so is that going to cause us to keep you coming I around forget. a little bit more? See, we just like Who? you coming around a little bit more. George, George. George Jung. Oh yeah, yeah, I already got. I've already yeah. got people looking for him. Yeah, trying George, to track him down. George Jung, if you're well, listening you should be able to, the to podcast, set that up. he's not on Twitter. No, you should be able to set that up. Being a handler and all that. How yeah. come you're not providing us with more? Well, like, how come you're not like the FBI helping people do false flags? Like, you should be in here helping us get the bigger guests, so that then you can bust us later on and take <laughs> so us off the air. I can bust you later. <laughs> I think that's called entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Isn't that what trap. your handlers yeah. do? No, I'm. I'm. No, I'm here to handle your broken emails, Graham. That's about it. Well, that's, that's not about, very. And that's that's that's, that's, that's what awoke me to the whole thing. It's, it's like he's not exciting. even fixing my emails. My emails are worse since he's been involved. I think it's user error, bro. Most of the time, it's user. And you gave error. me this. Uh, you know, I bought this used laptop. Bobby, it's probably full of bugs. <laughs> oh yeah, <It> definitely. <laughs> It's tracking everything we do in here. You also just cram weird, unlabeled CDs. You get in the mail into yeah. it. That's true, Graham. You shouldn't do that. Definitely. And don't click on those emails that say your iPod or your iTunes password has been changed. I don't, click, I don't, click here to undo it. I don't get it. caught in those phishing things. Good. So you're doing good. You send them to me to scam? 
Question so, mark. So he, oh, yeah. Scam? Yeah, Question mark. I, got, I got a virus, and then you forward the virus off to your friend. Can you see if this is a virus? No, I just, <laughs> I just, I just confirm that it's a virus. So yeah. I say, here's a virus. Be careful. Of it. <laughs> Don't. So he's admitting that he's, he's admitting that he's worked beside two he's, Rocky. But what are the chances of that? Well, it's pretty actually slim. That's a good synchro, to be honest. I'll give that one oh, an look eight. At he's trying to fucking backpedal out of <laughs> I'm this. Not. I'm telling you. I don't. What, what would I mean, Lockheed Martin want to do with you guys? Honestly, you I have don't nothing know. to do with flying. Our, shit. our guests are. Lockheed, I don't know. Just to keep an eye on the alternative media community, I'm like it's just part of guys. you know. Definitely, it's the same reason the CIA was involved in the '60s. You know, like they yeah. were there. I'm doing Pro Project Gramerica book. I knew it. Yeah. Grimworks. Grimworks. Yeah. Grimworks. <laughs> Keep talking about Scarper. Bigfoot and UFOs, guys. You're going to get a visit from the men. Oh, men in black on. are coming. They're going to threaten. Those are the easy topics. What about pedophilia? Where's that going to get us? Well, I mean. Should we avoid that or should we just hit it hard? That's, that's where the real government dudes are going to come in. They are working on <laughs> drones. They are working on drones. Yeah, I told you. I can see the Unmanned deep. systems, Lockheed Martin. The, the one drone is like not even the size of this oh, table. They're here's small. what they're working on in the other one. The one I seen yet, they're working on CDL systems. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounds fucked up. <laughs> Definitely. This sounds like a pretty scary acronym, CDL. It does. Ooh, sounds who, seedy. Who we are, what we do. Why are you guys? Why are you guys busting my balls after coming know. back? This is what says, I get for not coming well, for a while. It's funny because it we just started talking about when you show systems. up. Oh. It's not a coincidence well, that you're here after we just figured this out. What if I was in a Mexican prison for a year? Army <laughs> tactical missile. That's system. probably just a story too. Yeah. <laughs> but you weren't. Were you? Almost. <laughs> Almost in a Mexican prison last time. Maybe they're holding something over you. We can help you with this. Like <laughs> you don't have to be. You can. You can turn on our side. We can turn you to our side. It could be like a counseling. What are they hour? holding over you? Are they? Is it like child porn or nope. is it uh, nope. drugs? No. Nope. This is like an episode of Black Mirror now. All of a sudden, <laughs> it is. These are freaking me out. You should have <laughs> seen when we came. When we figured it out, we were like, No, we're like, fucking. <laughs> he was the worst. I'm like, No, that's nothing. He's like, Oh yeah, let's go. He was pretty tripped out when he saw the Lockheed Martin thing on that one building I was at. That was actually, actually at one of my. He's like, building come the one up to. He's at, like, come I up mean. to floor three or whatever. I get out of the elevator. I just go over this Lockheed Martin. I'm like, What the fuck? And like super locked down. It's yeah, like heavily There's secured. a couple cameras pointing at you. Yeah, and then big metal door. And then that being a different building that I visited him in. You Come took us on, each to different Lockheeds. Just to see if we're smart enough to figure it out. Or maybe, what is that? maybe one day I'll show you are the you sport gonna, model. Are you going to oh, show you the sport model? Ooh, maybe we're going to get. Are you buzzing us in CSETI, CE5s? Is that what, is that what you're, are you tracking me that way? Your weight, is that why? <laughs> They've been wanna... increasing ever since James became the handler. Darren and I wanted to do that. With, are you out there with these guys' drones? We wanted to <laughs> flashing lights and doing flash bulbs. Darren and I talked about doing that with my drone one day. We did. Yeah, I know that, but we I mean, you might be you. really just just doing that. You don't know where we. Do you know where we go? No. I'm not taking you guys. Out. I know you won't take me. I, I'm kind of insulted that you won't. I I'm love back you. Out. I offered you. I can prove it. I can go back and text and say you we're going to, out you have to this week. Do you want to come? Darren. I've invited you out. Okay, take us no, both. We let's could go. go with, let's both we'll go. go with Jason. We could smoke weed out there. No, let's go with Graham. No, no you go with that. Jason. It's now. more go fun with Jason. if we no, go no, with no, Graham no, and no, he no, sees no, the we'll, pop, pop. No, no, no you guys can partake we'll in We'll friend Jason. Okay. We'll get him to tell us where they're at. Oh, and we'll then we'll just the crash drone. the party. We'll crash the party the next time. And Graham won't know we're there. No, I'll have no idea. And, no, but we should show up and Graham say, hey guys, what are you doing here? And we'll be like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Let's see some flash Now I know why we've got so much activity. 
since James has been handling. Something's up. And here we think we're just raising our level of consciousness. You are. Oh, we got to see in the chats. I noticed a short period where the Grimerica website was a yellow bar warning. I think the government was watching. They were. Jane, I see? Had, I had to delete that for you guys. I had to make a few phone calls. Aren't we on your server and everything? Are we? On, like, no, you're not on my server. No, we're not. No. That never happened. No. Huh. Jeez. No, we didn't go. We were, it's a good thing. We're going to go God. ghost mode one of these days, though. Jeez. What's ghost? We're no, we, we'll be invisible. Will I be invisible? Yes. Like dead? No, like Obi-Wan oh. Kenobi. Excellent. Yes. I'm with it. So, support the show. GrimAmerica.ca slash support. It's the only way you can fight off our CIA handlers. <laughs> He's busted. He's <laughs> fucking busted right here. How are you what fight- happens when they How find are you out? fighting you me off by, hey, bring us place. some coffee and you come have a, today, You have right? a safe place. When they hear this, because it's going out in two days. No, they already, and they challenge right you, now, Graham, with and the they challenge you. The table. And they challenge you. You're, there's a safe place for you. I you mean, have my number. You can hide out here. This you is can, a safe space. you can, yeah. You can lay low at the studio. Yeah, yeah. Hide out. Can it's I okay. S- sleep on the couch. You can sleep yeah. on the couch. Nice. I might need to sometimes. You can Watch even have me. my cat for a bit. I bet you my cat's bugged. When do can I get this? <laughs> Zeus is bugged. His tail. That's why he's addicted to those Zeus little here. fucking salmon treats now. When Bring do I Zeus get here? When do I'm I get the bro- cats, Graham? No more. No more now. You've been handling the cats too. Their tails are antennas. Oh boy! Yeah, we got mice in the studio. We need support for mouse traps. Show me your kitties. Okay, I got some quotes to do here. Some quotes. First, let's beg for money. We need support. We are up against it. We're up against the we're, MIC. We're up yeah. against MI six, MIC, everything, and we're also up against the landlord for rent in a couple of weeks here, and server pills and everything else. We we were hoping support was going to go up with the expenses, but it hasn't. But that's okay. So you we want to get to more than one percent of you. Yeah, two percent so, would be nice. Yeah. So and then we don't have to start splitting episodes up and giving out the half and we don't the yeah, second we, half for we don't money have, and stuff. Yeah, we don't have to do that. We don't want to do that. We don't like want to do that. Five bucks. It's easy. Everybody's got Just five sign bucks. up for a fucking monthly. Seriously. Yeah. Five bucks Honestly, a month. It's not hard. It's easy. If you haven't done it, you should do it because yeah. one day the show is just going to disappear. If you can like, what happened? Oh, they got kicked out for not paying. Then you find out years later when Graham's on a different podcast doing an interview, <laughs> what happened to Graham Erica? <laughs> He'll be like, oh, well, we didn't make the rent one time. They kicked us the fuck out and we couldn't afford to put When the, he's put, on Graham Erica. No, yeah, it's couldn't afford to put the pieces back together. D&D podcast for sure. That's what it'll be next. Anyhow. Honestly, uh, honestly, we I have know. a black budget feed. Everyone is talking about all the stuff support. that's in there. James is in the black budget feed. Yeah. So go to gramerica.ca slash support, gramerica.ca slash stripe, gramerica.ca slash Patreon, one of those three places, and sign up for a monthly this week. Quit putting it off and support the show. If you Five like bucks. the show, then support it. And if you don't, then don't. And any 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 level of support gets you the black budget that's feed. That's right, which is like, I think there's 40 eps in there or something like that. Okay, yeah. I'll quit ranting. And maybe okay. a, maybe support a the fucking show. Calendar might come out soon. A calendar, and we'll make a no, gram. No, 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 if we get no, to a thousand subscribers, no, 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 I'll there. make a sneaky gram calendar, and I'll mail you each. Yeah. Well, we'll no, see. Don't, what don't. So gram, don't a gram I gotta I gotta price that out first. The see twelve what memes of gram. How, what do you think a calendar's worth if you get it like a hundred? To to make like three bucks a pop probably, and oh. you sell them for ten. Yeah. 
right? Jesus 12, Christ, the 12 no months way. of Graham. The 12 memes of Graham. Yeah, memes. <laughs> yeah. We could have a meme. We could, <laughs> we could spin the whole no thing way. with a meme contest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. No yeah, way. Graham, send in your Graham memes, guys. What about the for the calendar? We need more pictures of, a, of them first. Do you have any pictures of them? I'll, I'll Don't the, worry about the this. The only pictures like, I get, get of them are topic. in the studio. I got a couple So I need someone to start getting pictures of them, like, out yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. I'll get that one beside him beside Lockheed, and we'll go skiing Oh, you again. took a picture. No, I did, with my secret oh, spy glasses. Yeah, he's, got, he's got all kinds of video footage of me yeah. in front of Lockheed sign. We'll go snowboarding. I'll take some pics. We'll be good. Of his calves. Any excuse not to donate, eh, Owl? Five bucks, guys. Seriously. If you got enough to pay for an internet connection, you can do five bucks to pay these boys. You should see, like, they're out in the middle of nowhere now. <laughs> <laughs> you got stuck on the other side of the train. There's Did, dead no, bodies in the ditch. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna miss an interview waiting for that fucking train. Seriously. Sometimes it stops, starts going the other direction. The this morning on my way into work, I got stuck in a train. I had to turn around and go back. It was I, so bad. I want to like, you guys need more donations. Seriously, we got to move you back into the city. I don't want to go into the city. No, I just, but I, we could use a hundred more supporters. Honestly, yeah. it would take some of the fucking pressure off. Three to five yeah. bucks. That's nothing. Yeah. Right? Everybody's got that. Just don't have a Starbucks once a month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, once a month and just then, say no to Starbucks. Because yeah. these guys are seriously sweating their asses off in the studio right now, trying to book guys like George Jung and Randall and everybody else. It takes yeah. time. Yeah. I'm going to do a great, I'm going to do a trip report black budget show here Ooh, soon. Oh, yeah. That's we right. should record that sooner than yeah, later. Yeah, we should. Maybe yeah. this weekend. We got I think I have Saturday. Can of spam for the iPad holder. I ate yeah. a whack of caps this time. Turns out the caps are better than the stems. Yeah. Always are. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about 13 questions too? We should mention oh, yeah. that. We'll spam our new show, 13questionspodcast.com. We've got a new show coming out. Actually, we just released the Duncan Trussell episode. We're going to release Pat Militech here in a couple of days. There's a couple other shows in there. Superman. Dave Matheson, oh, Dr. Yeah, Mike, yeah, there's a bunch Fantastic. of, bunch a bunch of deep recording. questions, really. It's a bunch of deep questions of, you know. Yeah, it's super focused on self-discovery. And, 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 it's, and yeah. it's really, you know, I, I almost, it's it's really a pass down of wisdom in a lot of ways. Passing down wisdom from from one man, one generation to the next. Well, and the so. best part about it is open sourcing that pass down of wisdom, right? I mean, the the best part about it is if you if you sign up, and get in our chat in there, and uh, there's a bunch of other stuff on the website, like uh, some training and some journaling and all that. But there's also an ability that we're not like set up yet for it. But sorry, owl. We want to get people to be able to record their uh, friends and parents and fathers and grandfathers or whoever with these questions, and then they can send them in, and we'll we'll put them in the feed. Hey, do you yeah. have any voicemails lately? Oh yeah, I do. Should you we... should bust out one of those too. Okay. Sorry to change the topic. Got, just reminded me. Yeah. Did Did you send? Are you changing the topic from support from the new show? No, but this no. Handling us again. Support the show. Guys. Did you send it? Did you listen to the new or? show? What the last week one? Thirteen questions. Oh no, I haven't listened to that one yet. Come on. I've been on the Rogan train actually. <clears throat> me too. No, oh, yeah. no offense, guys. Keep but, talking for a sec, Graham. Yeah, Come on, help out. Well, I got a quote here. If you want a yeah. UFO quote, Do, UFO. Can you play the guitar one? Great, I think. Darren and Graham are going deep. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I thought you looked like the. Are you still there? Please enter your password. You have no unheard messages and one saved message. Oh, that's it. Oh no, where did all the other ones go? Press one. Did you delete all the messages? I think it only saves them for two weeks. What? First saved message. 
third safe message. Got a little jingle from the snowy Sierras. Do you know what to do when there's nothing left to listen to? I do. Just come with me, wait and see. You love these boys from Calvary. God save the queen. Okay, here we go. It's time to start the America show. Don't you know? Why they sound just like me. Graham plays D&D. The Moa's making me nervous. Graham dresses like an elf. Darren only smokes top shelf. RPJ's making me nervous. <laughs> do you know what to do? There's nothing left to listen to. Now you do. Go get them, boys. Graham sounds just like me, but he plays D&D. <clears throat> End of that was good. So Thanks. apparently we have to listen to the messages within two weeks of saving. Yeah, we should record them or something somewhere else. So yeah, call Jeez. Shave. Thanks for all the other people out. that listened to uh, left messages that are now gone. Yeah. So we got some texts and some calls on the new yeah. phone. Yeah. That number again is 403-702-6083. Don't call on Wednesdays. That's right. You have to do plus Actually, one. Actually, if you want to be on the show, you'd probably call on Wednesdays. If you're a supporter. Anyway. All right, I got some quotes here. We already three, bagged for money. Three quotes. Oh, three quotes. Oh, God. I'm, I'm overlapping so we can get off the UFO quotes and get into... Don't get off them. Didn't you do a pool? Down and Graham going deep. What? I thought you did a pool. It's a profound UFO quote of a week. Okay, I'm enjoying this. Words to ponder and to teach. It was worth the trip just for the jingle. Fuck yeah. It's a profound UFO quote of the week. Sorry, I was listening and I said you should do a poll. Didn't you do a poll on the I did say poll. It's my Canadian accent. Based on the descriptions, I can definitely rule this out. There wasn't a, a balloon in 1947 or today that could account for this incident. That was C.B. Moore, General Mills meteorologist and expert on weather balloons. When asked whether... He believed the Roswell incident could be explained by a mogul balloon. Was that a mogul balloon? You don't come on. You've been on the show for six years. They and put you don't the know dummies in the balloons. Is? This is what the the balloon. Who are you calling a dummy? The Roswell accident. <laughs> the was from, the balloon. <laughs> the Rog was Roswell accident Roswell? was supposed to be a a, a mogul balloon. It's oh, a type okay. of a type of balloon. Or the Japanese. Okay. Okay. Next quote is from the Octopus of Global Control. Charlie Robinson. Here we go. See if I can guess three in a row. Oh, okay. Conspiracy theory is a term that strikes fear and anxiety in the hearts of most every public figure, particularly journalists and academics. Since the 1960s, the label has become a disciplinary device that has been overwhelmingly effective in defining certain events as off-limits to inquiry or debate especially in the United States, raising legitimate questions about dubious official narratives destined to inform public opinion and, and thereby public policy, is a major thought crime that must be cauterized from the public psyche at all costs. CIA document 1035-960 played a definitive role in making the conspiracy theory term 
a weapon to be wielded against almost any individual or group calling the government's increasingly clandestine programs and activities into question. Jim Mars. No. That, that is from the CIA document 1035-960. How am I going to guess that? George Bush Sr. No, it's from, it's from the, you know, it's from the... The CIA document. It's supposed yeah. to be a he quote. He was the director of that. So. You're doing fucking document reading again. I, this is not what we're... That's, a, that's what we do in the black budget. <laughs> I like the quote. It's cool. <laughs> it's not a quote. It's a good... Hey, he quotes, it's I'm going to read that document. <laughs> that, CIA, that whole CIA document, 1035-960, will be in the black budget. I have a, can I do a UFO quote? No, yeah. I have another one. UFOs suck. Fucking worse I have one from, <laughs> UFOs suck. I have, I have one from an end to upside down thinking as well. Using the standards applied to any other area of science, it is concluded that psychic functioning has been well established. The statistical results of the studies examined are far beyond what is expected by chance. Arguments that these results could be due to methodolo methodological flaws in the experiments are soundly refuted. Effects of similar magnitude to those found in government-sponsored research have been replicated at a number of laboratories across the world. Such consistency cannot be readily explained by claims of flaws or fraud. This is a robust effect that, were it not in such an unusual domain, would no longer be questioned by science as a real phenomena. Who's that? <laughs> this is where I'm just going to start getting down. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> That's going to be his go-to. Stephen Hawking. That's Jessica <laughs> Jessica Utz, member of the CIA's review panel for experiments on remote viewing run at Stanford University. She was also the 2016 president of the American Statistics Association. Graham's all over the CIA stuff and blaming me for being CIA. I know, right? What's going on, it's Graham? fucked up. Hey, uh, what happened to your Mars One thing there, Graham? It went out of I business. Know, I paid 40 bucks and I didn't get it back and <laughs> yeah. I went out of business. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Mars One. Everybody so, warned me. I too. called this six years ago, seven years ago. What now. if What if he would have actually been a contestant? That would have been great. Everybody warned me. And I'm I like, got to oh, find. The, and then they loot. Like, how did how did they go out of business when everybody pays them 40 bucks? What, where did all that money go? It was a scam. Someone, it was a total scam. Someone needs to tell me which episode I played Graham's um, Mars One application video in because I can't find it anywhere. 150 ish. Yeah, it's out there somewhere. Yeah. The no, Mars nobody has to respond video. to that. Nobody else yeah. was. That was before we even started. Dunlop? I'm quick, witted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after knowing you, there was for, a nice pause in there though before the witted. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. what I made it pretty funny. I think I known you guys what now, almost four years, maybe three, four years. Is it that long? Yeah, yeah already. The cork, the cork. We should be that, way more popular. Fort, we should be. Since we've you had a handler along for that many. You guys don't fucking share the show, and you don't support the show. It's that. I do. What were we going to say? I said, anyway, after knowing you now for a few years, I really don't think that you'd want to go up to Mars. It must have been longer than that. Not anymore. I think no. you get bored. You no, can't. I was single the fortune, back then. I was single back then. Oh, the fortune cookie ago. prank was 139. Yeah, that was a good one. So that was, that was after you had emailed. And so that was probably before we hung out. I will renege my score now because I've gotten double fortunes at least twice since that episode. Yeah, I knew so, it. I knew yeah. it. But, See? But I, I knew. I manifested the first one. My fucking wisdom That's is right. strong when it comes to synchronicity rating. But I'm an authority. Double fortune is I'm a, a motherfucking synchro rating authority. You are. That's Actually, right. probably the only one in Canada. Probably. Maybe North America. Maybe the world. Almost. Be this, you know, why don't we, should we get him a plaque? We should have a synchro rating, rating website. 
A sinker waiting one? Rate my sinker. We should wait have a little, like, we should yeah. have a former, like a little, like, get... certified, certified sinker rating. Yeah, authority. We, should. Yeah. we should sell them. Rate my sinker. I should. You should train people. Train the trainer. Set train the trainer. <laughs> yes. Online course. Udemy. GreatAmerica.ca slash rate my synchro. Yeah. There you go. Anything else? That's about it. That's a good... like thanks for joining us again. Hey, thanks, guys. Good to see you in the new igloo. I'm glad we were able to figure this out on on, a, on an intro and have yeah, it recorded. That's right. Enjoy the chat with David Getoff. got an exciting one tonight. We've got David David Getoff here. He's a board-certified clinical nu- nutritionist, a board-certified traditional nat- naturopath, and a fellow of the American Association of Integrative Medicine, and he's the author of this amazing book, Abundant Health in a Toxic World. So thanks for much for, uh, so much for joining us, David. Welcome to the show. My pleasure. Anytime I can educate people and uh, give them information that can help them improve their health, I'm always happy to do so. Yeah, it's great. Like I, we talked about a little bit before we started recording is we've touched on some of these topics before, so it'll be good. Um, our listeners are, uh, you know, somewhat informed about it as well as Darren and I, and I've got some, some personal questions of mine that I want to ask you about my, my health and stuff, which will be good. Excellent. And, um, you know, it's good because I've been listening to your videos and, and reading your book, and what I like about it is you're, you've switched... Uh, you know, you've changed your mind over the years and you've changed your view on some of these things along with the evidence. And that's the tough part for us is like, I don't know what to, what to believe anymore. I don't know what to, to know is healthy, what's not healthy. So, I mean, maybe we could start a little bit on, on your journey to, towards this, this book, which is kind of summarizing everything of the latest of, uh, you know, what's healthy and what's toxic. Well, it was actually fascinating because people have been asking me to write a book for years and years and years, but it's my patients and my students have always wanted me to write a cookbook. <laughs> well, you put that's, some that's recipes what everybody, in the back, so that's good. Yeah, there's some recipes in the back. That's what everybody wanted. And, and I actually thought I would, might never write a book. And I got a phone call from a, uh, a literary agent that goes searching for experts in different fields that have never written a book. She found me. Oh. She, left me a, she left me a message. She said, you know, hey, this is Ariella Wilcox, and uh, um, you're an expert in a couple of uh, health fields, and you don't have a book. If you're interested, call me. And I called her up, and everything jived, and um, she basically whipped me into uh, getting the book written. And, uh, you know, I kept on expanding on it because originally it was going to be on detoxification, and I said, well, 
You can't detoxify if you're, and I'll make up a new word that doesn't exist, if you're currently intoxifying every time you take a breath because of the poisons in your environment, the poisons in your kitchen, your bathroom. So I had to cover all of those things. Uh, you can't detoxify if you're missing all sorts of nutrients. So I had to go over all of the, uh, at least the basic nutrients that people don't have enough of. Uh, if you're eating all the wrong foods, you're getting poisons in your food. So it just kept on expanding so that it ended up being a uh, not so basic uh, but fairly comprehensive in a lot of different areas, all of which people need, even if they're just starting out. Yep, yep, that's great. That's a good summary of, of all that. So how would you, you know, go a little bit deeper on that summary then? And, and what, like, it's, it's basically, you know, it's bucking the mainstream in a lot of ways. I mean, you're, you know, you're talking about, uh, like you said, all the poisons and all that kind of stuff. So to go through it, like you talk about what, what supplements are good and why supplements are good and um, what foods as well. Do you want to talk a little bit more about some of the, the other main points? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've been the vice president for, I think it's 14 years now, of the uh, uh, 67-year-old Price Pottinger Nutrition Foundation. And Weston Price traveled around the globe and lived in different uh, societies for a long, long time, mm -hmm. trying to figure out these people that are in perfect health, that have none of our problems, that mm -hmm. live in the old age, that don't have any dental cavities, they've never seen a dentist, don't know what a toothbrush is, and yet they're in great health. What is similar about all of them? What are they doing? And of course, Obviously, they don't eat genetically modified food. They wouldn't know what they, uh, what they are. Uh, they don't have anything that's preserved or refrigerated. They don't have electricity. Uh, they don't have any hybridized plants because they're uh, you know, cultivating or getting whatever nature is giving them. They don't have any beef or any other animal that's eating what you or I or somebody thinks we should feed it to get it fat fast. It's all wild stuff eating what it's supposed to eat. And those are all the things that people can still do them to a fairly decent extent. You can go to the, the health food store and buy, you know, pasture-raised grass-fed beef and lamb. Uh, you can get eggs from pastured chickens that are eating uh, worms and, and bugs and getting some organic additional food that they're giving them. Uh, but you can't do it if you keep on doing what you've been doing. You can't do it in the regular supermarket. Yeah. So, you know, I, I go over all of the nutrients that people are missing that they don't know. Uh, I, I try to cover some of the stuff so that people understand. For, for example, still today, very sad, but still today in both medical school and dietetic school, and those are the two professionals people know, the registered dietitians and the MDs and DOs, uh, they are not being taught the facts that the research shows. So if you ask them about nutritional supplements, both of them will say, well, no, 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 you don't understand. If you, if you eat a well-balanced diet of adequate calories, you are not deficient in anything. And neither of those people realize that if they went to find the studies that validated that, there aren't any. Every single study that was ever done proved that everybody had multiple deficiencies in vitamins and minerals, regardless of what they're eating, hmm. because our food is so bad. Yeah. Plus, of course, we have all these different things going on that put other stresses on the body. So we need more, and the food is supplying less. Everybody has these deficiencies. So I go over all the basics. I, I gave them a name. I call them the basic seven. The basic seven are really simply uh, a, a good multivitamin, multimineral formula. Um, and the added things that you can't put enough of in there for various reasons that we probably shouldn't waste time going over, which are extra A, C, D, E, fish oil, and a probiotic. And that's the basic seven. Yeah. And that's not trying to treat something, cure something. That's bringing in what your body isn't getting enough of already 
And therefore, if you don't have those things, it can't possibly bring you into old age without various different problems. And then I go into all the different poisons that are in our food and the pesticides, herbicides that you want to try to stay away from, the poisons that are in your house, that are in your cleaning products, that are in your bathroom, that they've put in as preservatives in your shampoo and your toothpaste and everything, and how to look for them and which ones to buy to stay away from them. I have nothing to do with those companies, uh, but I don't want to just tell people, look for these things and avoid them, it's too hard. It's too much to remember. I would rather actually tell people, these are brands I like of this. Those are brands I like of that. Because the companies don't care if I'm promoting them. I don't. It doesn't matter that I'm not part of them. Yeah, exactly. The only people that don't like you are the ones that, and if you're, if you're going to badmouth a company, no, you're going to get sued. So I, I never mention the products I don't like. <laughs> I only mention the ones I do like because, funny thing, those companies don't get angry at you. Yeah, exactly. And you put a list of that on your website as well, right? Like, it's pretty easy to, for people to find out. And I don't know if you, I can't remember if you put that in your book or not, but you definitely list that for people to look at all the brands that you somewhat endorse, right? On my on my website, there's an area that uh, goes over. Uh, it's in the additional resources section. It's like four, five, six pages, and it goes over all of the cleaning, bathroom, personal care products, shampoos, toothpaste, and I'm very, very specific because there may be a company that has 200 products, and there be maybe three that they have that I like. Okay. So I don't mention the company. I say this is a good company. I go, no, this is a good product. Okay. So I, I have like a million questions here, but to, to stick with supplements for now. So what about sure. all, what about all these studies that have been saying like in the last like let's say a year or two, maybe a year ago, a little bit more, there was all these studies coming out and saying supplements don't work, your body can't absorb them, blah blah blah, and then and then along that train of thinking as well is. And then there's studies re- more recently that seem to say that uh, we're all or half of us are deficient in magnesium. And in order for us to absorb vitamin D and some other things, you have to be, I think it was other things as well. You have to be, uh, you have to have more magnesium. So, well, that, that's, yeah, that part is true. I mean, we, 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 we are, and it's not half of us. Um, the, the biggest problem, and, and it's a problem for the doctors. I, I feel sorry for them. They don't understand how the reference ranges, that are printed on the lab tests that they get when they run blood tests on us, they don't understand how those were developed. They don't understand that those were simply regular, normal, everyday people that don't have a diagnosed illness um, and that aren't currently taking pharmaceutical drugs. Maybe they came in to get a splinter removed or something. Uh, and they pull a bunch of them together and they take a look at where their values are. And so those really are normal values. They are not healthy values. They wouldn't know how to determine a healthy value if it hit them in the face. Those are normal values. And it's currently normal, and this is not meant to be a joke. This is a fact. It is currently normal in the United States for people to die of either heart disease, cancer, or complications of diabetes. So with that being said, I don't want to be normal. You want to be normal? I'd like to die of old age. So the normal values are not what you want. You want the healthy values. And since none of those people were eating foods grown as well as they used to be, Mm -hmm. none of those people were making certain that they weren't exposing themselves to all the poisons. In most cases, if you look at the values on a blood test of things that are nutrients, so we're talking about minerals, trace minerals, vitamins, etc., um, the actual healthy level for most of them is somewhere between the top 20% of their reference range and 10 to 20% above the top of their reference range. And the, uh, the thing that you said, which is very true, that the media keeps on telling us vitamins don't work, 
here's another study. Look, these people that took a multivitamin for 10 years, they didn't live any longer. Maybe some of them appeared to have lived shorter. What's going on? That's one of my favorite questions because that's a very easy answer. And as soon as the people listen and hear what I have to say, they'll go, wow, I didn't know that. And, of course, you can investigate it and find out that I'm not making this stuff up. In order to get a drug approved, any drug, wouldn't make any difference. They're going through the approval process. It used to cost $10 million. Now it costs something like $500 million. They have to take that drug and do all sorts of tests, including having people on the, on the drug. And the people that are on the drug that are in this, in this study, those people are followed continually. You, you're giving them a very specific drug. You're not just going, hey, go take a drug and see if it helps you. That would be ridiculous. You're studying a drug, a specific drug, whatever it is. They are taking that drug. They are taking a specific dose of that drug. They are taking it in a specific way. It might be once or twice or three times a day. It might be with food, without food. They might have to avoid sunlight because it sensitizes them. Everything is very specific, including the drug they're being taken, they're being given. And, and then, you know, they get the results and they, you know, see if they can get it approved. That makes sense. I can understand that. So, therefore, we would all make, make the expectation that if somebody said we looked at a study or two studies or three studies on, for example, multiple vitamins, and they don't work. They're not helping anybody. Nobody's, nobody's uh, having less diseases. Nobody's living longer. That what they did was they picked some good multivitamin. And they gave the, the uh, people the multivitamin. They told them, this is the one we want you to take because it's the one we're studying. Uh, we want you to take it a specific way, maybe with breakfast and dinner, and we're going to follow you for a certain number of years. That is not the case. Uh, what they did was they took some other study that had nothing to do with supplements. Uh, could be the NHANES study, Nurses Health study, a bunch of others. And they added in on the hundreds and sometimes many hundreds of questions that these are questionnaires that everybody has to answer that, you know, once or twice a year they get these questionnaires, they have to fill them out again. And one of the questions is, do you take a multivitamin, yes or no? <laughs> Bing, that's it. Wow. So we have no idea whether what they're taking is a piece of crap multi that no nutritionist would ever prescribe for their patient because they know it's too low dose to do anything. They have no idea whether or not they're taking it correctly. They have no idea what's in it. I mean, they don't know anything. And so you can't do research that way. But when you are a big, big multi-billion dollar organization like the pharmaceutical company that's trying to get companies, that's trying to get us to believe supplements don't work, then they can you know, take one of these studies that came out and they can you know, call up all of their contacts at ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, whatever, and say, we want you to promote this study that was just done that showed that the people that took multivitamins, it didn't help them, or maybe they lived less, without letting anybody know that what I just explained to you is what they're calling a study. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's enlightening. Sounds and it doesn't take right. much for the media to jump on board with that, considering all their advertising dollars are coming from those same pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> well, but that's the reason. I mean, if, if most of your advertising money, if, if, if the majority of your income comes from one industry, and sadly, the majority of the income of every major network comes from the pharmaceutical companies because nobody buys as much ads. When they say jump, you say how high. So, Must be the same company that does the safety studies for the vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's an interesting one because there are none. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. There, there, there has never been a single, and this is scary, there has never been a single double-blind, placebo-controlled trial for any of the vaccines currently in use that's done in the same way drugs are done, properly done, that has ever been done for any of them. So I can't even say that they didn't show that the things were safe and effective. It hasn't been done. 
They're That's because it'd be, un, it'd be unethical, David. It'd be unethical That's what not they say. to give everyone those vaccines. Right. That's what that, that they have said that many times. And of course, anybody in science would say, excuse me, the only way you know that would be unethical is if you do a few studies and find out that it helped people so much that doing another one would be unethical. When not a single study has been done correctly, you can't say that. It might be it's unethical to give the vaccines, which, of course, is my belief. Exactly. Yeah. We all know Whoa. why they, they didn't do it. I didn't know this was going to be an anti-vax show. That's right, Darren. We're going <laughs> right, yeah. Perfect. No, that's just a little thing in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no. We, we just did a the big episode with Dell Bigtree, and it was fantastic on It was on a vaccines, tough weekend so for, yeah. It was good, yeah. Uh, the Dell episode got tore up pretty good yeah. this week. I think it was our most commented on episode in a long time. Yeah. You know what it was? Is because I found a a nice celebrity tweet about vaccines and I commented on it. And I was like, uh -huh. boom, measles is not a deadly disease. Here's the link to the Dell Big Tree episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then I shut off the notifications. I think the last time I checked, it was up to like 80 comments. Oh, that's most funny. of them called me. I hear you. Most of them well, called me. Favorite, uh, one of my favorite comments has been um, that if somebody's getting into an argument, I say, look, don't, don't argue with the people that don't believe what you believe. I mean, you can't get anywhere. It's not going to work. The question you want to ask them is, very simple question, and you have to preface it with, I only want you to answer the question I'm about to ask you. If you say any other words, I'm not even going to listen to you. Yeah. I want an answer to my question. If you were wrong, would you want to know? And unless somebody is a real imbecile, they're going to say, well, of course, if I was wrong, I, I would want to know. I'm not stupid. It's just I'm not wrong. Okay, good. If you were wrong, you said you'd want to know. That's good. Now my question is, if 99% of the people because of things we don't have time to go into, believe what you believe, how would you determine that you were wrong other than maybe waiting 20 years until all of a sudden they found out all of the, uh, the, the fraud was going on? How yeah. would you figure that out? And it's actually fairly simple. You go on our World Wide Web, you find three or four people that are experts in that field, not somebody's friend. These have to be equally credentialed experts to the ones that believe your way. And you find the ones that, for some reason, think that everything is different than what mainstream believes. And you listen to all their reasons for three or four different experts. And then you decide which side you want to be on. And I give people the ability to do that with a section of my website that I entitled In Search of Unknown Facts. <laughs> and you can go there. And you can go to all these different things, vaccines and silver amalgam fillings and fluoride and everything. And I give you the links to the experts on the other side. So you can listen to four or five or three or whatever, and you can either go, oh my, I had no idea, and you'll be another one of the converts to slowly raise this maybe a quarter of a percent up to one or two percent. Yeah. Uh, or if you wish, you can say, now nah, these people are all crazy. Yeah. But if you have the right experts, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. And You're going to be swayed. And there's plenty of experts on the other side as well. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that they don't want to look at. But I mean, there is lots of doctors and and scientists and PhDs on all these other alternatives. I still think that one's going to come around in the lifetime of the podcast. The, which yep. one? The vaccine. The vaccines, one? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. coming. It's it's already sort of. I think it's already sort of peaking. It will be a vindicated. Bit. Yeah. yeah, and I did appreciate that about your videos that I saw and, and your and your work is you are pretty quick to to name and then and, and link to people that you know that uh, like are doing this other research and the documentaries and you'll name them like check out this guy's work, check out this documentary and. It's good. You're very inclusive that way with uh, <clears throat> with helping people find the sources that they need. 
Absolutely. Well, it's very important. I don't, I don't want anybody to ever believe something because I told them that. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's just as bad as believing it because somebody that has all the facts wrong tells you yeah. that. Yeah. I want to instead make available to you a number of experts in that field so you can listen to or read or watch a bunch of others and have reinforcement from four or five experts that are all saying the same thing that you've never heard before. Yeah. So I've been hearing magnesium uh, on the top of the, like, you should, like, some, some people have been telling us, you know, even on the show, like, the number one supplement you should be taking is magnesium. So how come that didn't make your top seven? Um, it didn't make my top seven because I won't use a, a multivitamin that doesn't have uh, anywhere between three and 600 milligrams of magnesium. In it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you're getting so that the in multi, the multi. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The multi has yeah. got to have a bunch of that. In it. However, I will say if I go to eight or nine, that oftentimes I have to give them even more magnesium than there is in the multi. It just depends on which multi they test for. Right. And there's a lot of people have written about magnesium. I tell people, if you want to know about magnesium, do yourself a favor, uh, buy an older book, Buy a book from somebody that is dead. Uh, her name was Mildred Selig, MD, MPH, Master's in Public Health and a medical doctor. And the name of her book, uh, which is still available and still in print, is The Magnesium Factor. She studied magnesium, and that's it wow. for 45 years. Wow, yeah. I was, I was very happy to uh, meet her in person, to listen to a number of her lectures. All these other books are simply uh, repeating stuff that she she told us a long time ago okay how long ago like was she telling uh, us if i remember correctly i think uh, dr selig probably died about eight or nine years ago um uh, i've been in this field for close to 30 years uh but everything i mean that's all she researched was yeah. magnesium and most of the people that have a regular heartbeat uh they're low magnesium uh most of the people that have uh, uh cramping and muscle twitches uh, they're low magnesium and when they say that to the doctor that maybe they read it somewhere Doctor pulls out their uh, you know, SMAC 25 or their CBC, looks at their serum magnesium, and says, your magnesium is fine. It's right, right in there where it belongs. And the doctor doesn't understand that the amount of magnesium floating around in your serum was conclusively proven on thousands of people over decades of research by Dr. Selig to be irrelevant, and that you have to look and see how much of it is inside the cells, and there's one lab that does that correctly. Huh. And the lab is, is called the intracellular diagnostics. Their, their uh, test, which is the only test they run, is called the EXA test, E-X-A test. Um, and we have to scrape the inside of somebody's mouth, put the, uh, uh, the, the cells that you're scraping off the person's cheek and tongue onto a slide, send it into ICD, and they test it for, I think it's magnesium, potassium, calcium, sodium, and chloride, five different uh, nutrients. And it comes back low unless the person's on enough magnesium. Right. Wow. I had my mouth scraped today. I had. Uh, I was at the naturopathic dentist. Ironically enough, it was a no. per perfect experience before our chat with you because I wanted to. I have a couple broken teeth, and I wanted to go to a naturopathic dentist and look at uh, having my my fillings removed. And uh, sure. it was a great experience. They did a whole bacteria. Scan. They 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 scraped some of my plaque and did a whole bacteria thing. They showed me on the on the magnif on the uh, microscope, and then they took some HD pictures of my teeth, and they went over the whole thing with me. Take out the uh, the filling. The uh, I only had one uh, mercury filling, which is good news. Good. So, so I had yeah. thirty two. Really? You had <laughs> yeah. you had thirty two. I had thirty two. They were removed decades ago, but properly by a good dentist. Yeah. I had thirty two. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and mercury you, ones. So, what are the rest oh, yeah, of yours that are thirty-two of silver amalgams? That's mercury. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So mine, mine are composite. They're plastic ones that are shrinking down, and they're actually starting to get, uh, um, not eroded, but whatever the name is of when you get uh, 
when you get that. Yeah, they so, get oxidized, they yeah. get old, and, and really what everybody should do if you're, if you're with a good dentist is tell them you want them to order on you uh, a biocompatibility study. There are two labs that do it, and they take blood, and they send it into either of these two labs in Colorado, and they test your blood's reaction to a couple of hundred different substances used in dentistry to find out which are the ones that your body is okay with. So when they pick a, uh, a filling material, a crown material, an inlay material, an onlay material, a bonding agent, they pick only from the ones your body's okay with. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'll mention that next time. Yeah, he doesn't do root canals either. That's a whole new thing that, well, I don't know how new it is, but I'm just starting to hear about it where they don't think that those are safe now. So he'll he'll do other, like he'll do an implant before a root canal. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that work, that work was done uh, 40 or 50 years ago. And uh, the book... Uh, to the public that brings that work back out, because the work was done by Weston Price and published in medical journals, um, one of the 16 founding members of the American Association of Endodontics, that's the people that do root canals, one of their founding members, uh, and uh, a great, great guy, he died a couple years ago, um, he wrote a book called Root Canal Cover-Up Exposed. Wow. And that's the book that everybody wants to read so you can see exactly what, what really happened. Wow, so I've great. got a few root canals. Should I be worried? Yeah, you should go in and get the full. They do a full x-ray, and, and they'll see pockets in the bottom where they might be actually infected down there. And the x-ray will only show about 5% of them. You actually want to get a, a CT of your mouth, oh. CT scan of the mouth. That'll show more of them. Even though it's more radiation, if there's something going on, it will show it much more likely. Hmm. Uh, most of the ones they're using are called either a cone, bam, a cone beam or an ICAT. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's scary. There's a video out that was done in, I forget, uh, in Europe. Uh, the video, the DVD is simply called Rooted, and they go over a lot of this. But Root Canal Cover-Up Exposed, uh, great book. Well, thanks for that. So I wanted to ask, I mean, there's a bunch of other things, but I want to get to, before we run out of time, because it's going by fast, I can tell already with these great conversations, but some stuff about our, our own personal experiences with diets and, and, and right now, like there's the, this whole sort of battle. It seems like, you know, vegan versus keto. There's a lot of people on keto. There's a lot of people on vegan and, and both sides seem to have the scientific evidence to prove the other side isn't really a healthy diet. And uh, lately, I've been sort of leading down the more more of the keto, like just lower carb diet, almost like what you have in the, in your book, actually, which I want to get into a, a little bit. I'm almost there, um, but there's all these these fears now around meat and red meat and the cancer and processed meat. Uh, can you talk about that at all? Is that something we should really be worried about, or is that just you know funding from? Uh, you know, there is a big corporate veganism push as well, and I think we're going to end up trying to, to push back from a bunch of uh, lab-grown meat eventually. Here. I'm off process. Yeah, they're talking about lab-grown meat. I've seen some of the, some of the uh, TV shows on it. Yeah. But it, again, it's, it's, it's not exactly the same, but it's somewhat the same as the bogus research that I just mentioned having to do with, uh, you know, supplements. Yeah, that's what uh, I was Because yeah. what happens is, first of all, you can't believe research because it can be funded by somebody to direct it yeah. when research is not supposed to be directed. It's supposed to be looking to see. Yeah. Um, but the, the only research on diet that can be properly validated in my eyes is what I call multi-generational research. And this is because you can ask any of the DNA scientists and they will tell you that things that are around us, it's called epigenetics, that's mm -hmm. diet and lifestyle, yep. can not only affect your genes, but now it gets locked in and your kids' genes are different, and then they do the wrong things and their kids' genes are different, and so we keep on getting worse and worse and worse. 
So if you want to know whether a way of eating is a healthy way of eating, you can't ever do that or look at that based on a six-month study, a one-year study, a two-year study, a three-year study, unless, of course, what you're trying to determine is that you'd like to live another three years. Not me. I'm 67. I'd like to live another 40 years. So I don't care about two- or three-year studies. I want multi-generational research. Weston Price traveled around the world and lived with societies before good old humankind, mankind, you know, white man stuff, etc., got in there and screwed everything up. So these, these societies uh, all over the, the, the globe had been eating the same way for thousands of years. And so we know that what they're doing is legitimate because you couldn't do it for thousands of years and still have the entire society in perfect health if it wasn't. This is not short-term research. Uh, none of them were vegan. So if somebody wants to tell me that there's multi-generational research, you find me a fifth-generation vegan, and I'll give you $10,000. Uh, however, you won't be able to do that because there are too many things missing, and they would have lost fertility before they got to five generations. They'd probably lose them before third or fourth, but, you know, we'd have to see. When they do research and they say, we did this study, and the people that ate more meat had more heart disease and more cancer. Right. Well, I don't just listen to them. I go on the Medline, and I buy the study, and I read it. The majority of them, up until not too many years ago, put every type of red meat together. So if you were buying hot dogs or you were buying, uh, you know, packaged yeah, garbage yeah. filled with nitrates and nitrates, they were calling it red meat. So those you can just throw them the hell out to begin with. Then they started finally doing a couple of studies, very few, where they separated those out, and those were called luncheon meats, and then they had the red meat separate. And they still found that there, that, that there were some problems with the people that ate more red meat. However... None of Price's tribes ate meat from animals that were eating food that were not natural to that animal's right. lifestyle. And so you can't look at any of that research and figure anything out. You would have to find research, which of course they're not doing because they don't want to know this, uh, of a group of people that instead is eating grass-fed beef nah. and grass-fed lamb and pastured chicken and all the things closer to the way the animal was supposed to be eating, and now you're eating anti-inflammatory fats. I mean, if you were to ask somebody, name the type of fat that's supposed to be good for us. A lot of people that are not into nutrition would say, you mean the, the, the what are they, omega-3s? Yes, okay, omega-3s. Now, where do you get omega-3s? They'd say, yes. oh, they have them at the health food store. No, 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 no. Well, where do you get them in your diet? And a lot of people will say, well, you can get them in salmon, I think. Yes, if it's wild-caught and they're eating what they should be. You can get eggs? them in wild-caught sardines. What they don't know, and the research has been done, because I show about six of the studies in my course every semester, is that there's 500% more omega-3 fats in grass-fed beef than in the corn-fed, grain-fed beef that everybody's eating. Wow. So you can't compare those two foods and say that the research says something when you're researching inflammatory meat. So there really is a split between, let's say, some of the processed meat from, from like you said, corn and grain-fed compared to just red meat from a, from a grass-fed... Um, from pastured, yeah, pastured cattle, pastured, yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay, that's good to now know. You I mean, that's, you what I, that's what I thought. I mean, you, you know, that's what I thought. So where would bacon, like bacon's important to us Canadians up here. Where would that fit in? Well, now, bacon's an interesting one because four separate scientists, uh, Gaston Essence, uh, who was from Canada, uh, Raymond Royal Rife, Weston Price, I forget who the fourth one was, 
all were doing research where they were looking at live blood from people uh, in different uh, areas of health. And they all determined, and they didn't know each other, that if you took somebody whose blood looked good, and it's hard to find somebody whose blood looks good these days, but if you took somebody whose blood looked good, lots of healthy red blood cells not sticking together, macrophages doing what they're supposed to be doing, etc., um, and you gave them some pork, any pork, uh, could be a pork chop, could be some bacon, you know, whatever you wanted, uh, it even could have been organic. Uh, within under an hour and a half, their blood looks like the blood of a cancer patient. So, you know, after learning all that, um, I, I at first said, okay, I'm going to stop eating pork. I'll occasionally have a little bit of bacon. Uh, and then a, a book came out that investigated just a small number of some of the longest-lived populations in the world. And one of them gets most of their meat from pork. Huh. So I said, okay, if that's true, then I'm missing something. I've got to figure this out. And I looked around, did some research, and I found that all of the pork that we get in the United States and Canada, which if you, you know, you've seen pigs on TV in the movies, and they're, they're all slick, they have no hair on them, uh, those are hybridized pigs. The original pigs, no matter which variety they were, were covered with hair. They were not slick. So I started doing some work instead, finding heirloom varieties of heritage pork, and those don't cause the problem. Wow. And so I now eat bacon again. I, I go to wallacefarms.com, and again, I have nothing to do with any of these companies. They're just companies I love. I go to wallacefarms.com, and I order a whole bunch of their bacon from heritage breeds of pigs outdoors where they're supposed to be. Their bacon is fantastic. Their breakfast links are fantastic. Uh, they also raise beef and a bunch of others. Um, but as long as you're getting something from the heritage varieties that are hair-covered, not slick, and as long as they're outdoors eating a lot of what they should be eating, in addition to some things we have to feed them to or maybe they won't get fat fast enough, then pork doesn't have the issues. Huh. All right. And what you were going to say, sort of about wild meat? Uh, why, well, you know, the, the healthiest meat you can get is those people that hunt. I mean, my, my parents were very liberal, and the idea of hunting you know, was like uh, verboten. You, you would never want to kill an animal. I don't like killing animals, obviously. Uh, I mean, I'm a good shot. I was on the varsity rifle team, but I don't want to kill anything. Luckily, somebody else does it. But those people I have, those patients that I have that hunt elk and hunt deer, venison, uh, that's the healthiest meat you can get under one condition, and it's an important condition. You have to go hunting in those areas that are enough miles away from any farm that oh. those animals are not coming in and eating genetically modified grain and corns and getting all the farmers really angry because now they're not eating their species-specific diet. You've got to get the ones that are only eating from the wild, wow. in which case that's the best meat you can get. Oh, Just head out to the yeah. National Park and yeah. boom! So you were mentioning, uh, you were going to say something about keto, I think. Yeah. Um, as far as paleo, which is another funny word out there, you know, that, that's the paleolithic era of, of human history. And we didn't have agriculture. So everybody was only getting what they could hunt and gather. And there wasn't a lot of stuff growing because you'd eat it all. And then it's gone because you didn't have a whole row of something because nobody could plant it. So people were eating predominantly animal-based foods. And the two best movies on that for people that want to watch the movies, one of them is called In Search of the Perfect Human Diet. Uh, and the other one has a, um, a title I don't like as much, but it's a good movie called We Love Paleo. But those two go over some of that. When it comes to keto, 
We don't know of any populations on our planet, past or present, that ever ate keto. So I can't point to a population and say, hey, here's a multi-generational population. They ate keto for thousands of years, and they're totally fine. We can't do that. So I can't say that it's a fantastic, great long-term diet for anybody. However, we do have enough research to show that the high-fat diet, if we teach the people the good fats, and if they're not including, because they're bad fats, if they're not including canola oil and soybean oil and cottonseed oil and corn oil, but they're instead using all of the fats that are on the skin of the animal that's eating correctly and butter from grass-fed cows and coconut oil and palm oil, if they're using the good ones, we know that a high-fat diet, especially if it gets so high, that it puts the person into the right level of ketosis, there are different levels, um, that it very often turns off seizure disorders. That's how it was discovered decades ago as an anti-seizure diet. So we know it's good for that. Uh, we know it's great for cancer because cancer cells live on sugar. And if we switch the body over so it gets all of its energy from fats instead of from sugars, the cancer cells are not happy, and we want the cancer cells to not be happy. We know it's great for diabetics because, again, we're cutting out the starches and sugars that are causing them a problem. Uh, we know it's great for resistant weight loss. The only problem with the ketogenic diet is uh, two problems. One is people are using the wrong fats, and the second is most of the people that I've met that tell me they're eating keto are not eating keto. And that was brought up at the Best Answer for Cancer conference last year where the entire conference was on the ketogenic diet. So we had one after another after another of doctors, research scientists, PhDs, going over the benefits of keto for cancer. And the last lecturer got up there, MD-PhD, if I remember correctly, and she said the only thing that nobody has mentioned, which is super important, is that if you don't have a blood, not urine, a blood ketometer, and if you don't learn the levels of ketosis that you need to get into and check to see that you have gotten there, you're not on a ketogenic diet. You're just on a high-fat diet, and that's not keto. That's not, it's not ketosis. Interesting. So I've been, Darren's been on a diet for a while of, uh, no, like you haven't had, sh sh you, you kind of don't eat sugar anymore, right? And, and wheat and stuff or bread, sugar, you were on kind wheat, of a gluten-free thing. Sugar, and, gluten, and uh, yeah. dairy. And, and lately I... But I slip on the dairy and yeah. the sugar and the coffee once in a while. Oh, you sugar and the coffee? <laughs> but so, I'm real good on the gluten and I'm, okay. and I'm probably, you know, I'm probably down to a couple teaspoons of sugar a day and maybe a couple cups of maybe a cup of milk a, a week. I do we try and do grass fed butter and ghee. Okay, good. So. Excellent. So I've been on, but I've been, uh, I finally cut out sugar. Like I've got a sweet tooth, like nothing. So I cut out sugar and wheat for six weeks now, I guess. And the Good. weird, the weird thing is, is, I used to be quite regular. False. So I'd eat like no, no, I'd eat no. like croissant breakfast sandwiches and bread a lot. And, and you're and doing a real half-assed job. No, what wheat. are you talking about? No, I don't have any wheat. I had passed a couple times at the beginning. That was it. And otherwise, no okay. wheat. So, but I'm not regular anymore. Like now, I'm like I'm I'm like I go every couple days, three days, and my weight's kind of up and down, like three or four pounds down and up at a time. Like, why would why would I go from being regular while eating lots of wheat to not? Being well, one of the things that makes some people regular, and interestingly, other people it makes constipated, uh, is fiber. And so if your body needs the fiber to be regular and you cut that much of it out, then all of a sudden somebody starts getting constipated. 
So we have to bring in the fiber elsewhere. You know, we have to have a whole bunch more fibrous vegetables. Uh, we have to use uh, kelp noodles or shirataki noodles. The two noodles that are 100% fiber contain no wheat or starch and are actually perfectly healthy for you so that we can regulate what you have pulled out when you pull out all the fiber from the wheat. Uh, plus, our body gets used to things, and when we make a big change, sometimes the first thing it does is get constipated. There is one of the things that happens with, with people that go paleo. A lot of people end up constipated for three months or was, four months I was until their body gets used to it. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that's what it was like. Your body's holding on to everything because it doesn't know what, what the hell's going on all of a sudden. And, of course, the best lubricant is fats. Yeah. So I tell people, make certain that you're bringing in lots of fats but, but even just those two uh, pastas, so to speak, those two noodles, uh, kelp noodles, uh, which is made by the Sea Tangle Company, it's actually in San Diego, and any brand of shirataki noodles, which are also called konjac noodles, uh, and they're made from the shirataki yam, which you would think would be all starch, but it has no starch. Okay. They're both all fiber. And the shirataki yam, the shirataki noodles, um, easiest place for people to get them around the country in Canada would probably be to go to miraclenoodle.com. Uh, that will bring in the fiber that can give you some regularity back. But it doesn't support uh, health in general because it's just fiber. Fiber has no nutrition in it. But bringing it in may be able to help you. Yeah, okay. And it's not like I'm not, like, you know, all bunged up necessarily. It's just it's, the whole pattern is off, and it's just weird that it would, ha after starting to eat healthier, it would it would go that way. Sure. And, of course, we don't want anybody to, to have an elimination every two or three days. Right. Every, you know, I want people to have a minimum of one elimination a day, and the healthy population that were studied always went the exact same number of times they ate. If they ate three times a day, they went three times oh, a day. Because wow. we're just a big food tube. Yeah. How, why should it be any other way? Yeah. So I got a question about the original recipe, mix, Mrs. Vicky's chips. Like, all it is is potatoes, vegetable oil, and sea salt. Are those okay? No, because potatoes are pure starch, and the body turns it right into sugar. Right. So that goes back to the carb keto thing, kind of. I mean, and, yeah. And, and I always tell people, um, if you want to understand diet a little bit better, stop using the word carbohydrate. Okay. And the only, I announced this in class on Tuesday, the only time you should use the word carbohydrate, you'll love this, is when you're explaining to somebody else why they should stop using it. <laughs> and, and the reason is because, and I show a big slide up on, on the wall in class, and on my slide is a bag of cane sugar, um, a piece of white bread, a croissant, a bagel, um, and a big piece of broccoli, uh, some asparagus, some cauliflower. Uh, I, I think I've got some leaf lettuce on there. There's a tangerine. And I go, what do all these foods have in common? They're all carbs. And what they have in common is they're all carbohydrates. Yeah. So if a piece of white bread and a bowl of sugar are carbohydrate and a piece of, or a bowl for that matter, of broccoli or Brussels sprouts or asparagus are a carbohydrate, then how can you tell somebody that they should or shouldn't be on a low-carb diet? Yeah, I think I think people are assuming it's simple carbs or whatever the the difference between. I think people are already kind of assuming that it's like that, uh, you know, the bad carbs well, but versus if you, good we carbs. We use the but... word simple carbs, then they say white rice is a simple carb and right, brown right. rice is yeah. a complex yeah. carb. <laughs> and brown rice is barely any better, any better than white. So I instead say starchy vegetables and non-starchy vegetables, and the starch is what we want to avoid. Okay, that's good. So, and rice is not a starch then, or is it? No, rice is okay. a pure starch. I don't eat rice. Yep. Yeah, okay. So what about DHA? Not even wild rice? 
Uh, well, wild rice is actually not a grain. Wild rice is a seed, and it has a lot less starch in it. So wild rice is a he- uh, much healthier. And of all of the grains that there are out there, only one converts to sugar much more slowly than the others. Only one, and that's barley. And so if somebody were to get heirloom-quality organic barley, then that would be the healthiest of the grains. And some of my celiac patients will say, no, 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 I can't eat barley. Barley has gluten in it. And I go, yes, but your doctor is wrong. You are not reactive to gluten. You're reactive to our garbage wheat. And I will give them from my kitchen, even though I rarely have any because we don't eat starch in this house, I will give them a cup of an heirloom-quality organic barley, and I'll say, make this up and have it two or three days in a row and see if you react. If you react, don't have it the next day. And they are always calling me up and saying, so now I don't understand this. I was told I react to gluten. There's plenty of gluten in barley, and I'm not reacting at all. And then I have to explain, it's not gluten, it's the wheat. Go to my website, put in the word gluten, and listen to my lecture on wheat and gluten. Hmm. Okay, that's good, good advice. What about uh, DHA versus mercury in fish, like getting a proper amount of DHA? I've, I've, I was listening to some scientists a couple of years ago, and he was really into like water, magnetism, DHA, and sunlight as being the most important things really for us. Well, those, I mean, they're certainly all important. Uh, but, you know, one of my, I, probably my favorite doctor in the whole world, and the person who I consider one of my mentors is Dr. Jonathan Wright. And he has said a couple of things over and over again, one of which is, mimic nature. In nature, you can't find DHA without EPA. So I will never have anybody on a DHA supplement. They will be on a fish oil or a cod liver oil supplement that has lots of both. I don't ever want one. I want them both. Uh, But yes, uh, EPA and DHA are very, very important. Good quality water is very, very important. I just want to make sure there's enough. And as far as your question, yes, it is true that quite a few different uh, types of marine life are loaded with mercury. Uh, But the good companies, uh, such as Carlson, they assay every batch, and they don't use anything that's high mercury. They have, you know, their their, uh, cod liver oil that I have thousands of patients on is very, 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 very low mercury. You know, they try to get it to undetectable. So, yes, you should look at it. You shouldn't just grab some product on the market that might be bad. uh, And the idea that because it's got EPA or DHA, it automatically has mercury, that's not true. Actually, one of the big sources of mercury, which I find fascinating, and I haven't looked into the exact reason it has to do with their processing, uh, is high fructose corn syrup. It, really? And you wouldn't think that. No. There's a lot of issues with that. Though. There's a lot of mercury in the high fructose corn syrup? Apparently, something having to do with its processing has mercury and high fructose corn syrup. I've heard this from people I trust. I haven't looked into it to determine exactly why, but it doesn't matter as much to me because of all of the natural sugars, glucose, maltose, lactose, fructose, etc., etc., the most damaging is fructose. And so I don't want anybody to eat high fructose corn syrup or the sugar that has even more than that in it, or actually the substance that has even more than that in it, called agave nectar. Because high fructose corn syrup is approximately 50% fructose, and agave nectar is approximately 54% fructose. So if you're trying to avoid the fructose in high fructose corn syrup, agave nectar is even worse. Hmm. And since fructose is the only sugar that all by its lonesome self can cause non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, screw up your triglycerides, uh, and uh, causes insulin resistance, 
It's actually one of the more damaging sugars, but it never caused a problem because we could only buy, forget about buy, we could only collect fruit when they were in season in your area. We didn't have stores. And so people ate fruit for 6 to 12 weeks of the year, and then they didn't see them again for 9 or 10 months. Yeah. Now, because the, governor, uh, the, the government and your doctors are saying, eat more fruit, eat more fruit, eat more fruit, and people are eating it all the time, and the body can't handle it. So I noticed in your, in your recipes you have yakon syrup a lot. Is that what you use as a substitute for something sweet like that? Uh, yes. Uh, I use the three healthiest natural sweeteners, which are uh, yakon syrup, Stevia, which is probably the single most mispronounced word in the health food store. I was ask so about stevia, stevia. <laughs> that's not stevia, right? Stevia, yacon syrup, and lohan, which the common name is monk fruit. Uh, those are all healthy sweeteners, and if I'm going to sweeten something, I'm going to sweeten it with one of those three, or occasionally with one of the two sugar alcohols, xylitol or erythritol, as long as they're non-GMO. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been doing stevia instead of honey in my coffee, so that's been a little bit better. Much better. Much, yeah. much better. Yeah. And I've got, I, I know I have a lecture that I did and put up on my website on sweeteners also. Yeah, yeah. What wow. about maple syrup? Uh, maple syrup is like honey in that a lot of people say, well, it's natural. I mean, it's got to be much better. And I, I make a joke out of it, and I, I say, uh, cobra venom is natural, too. Uh, you know, so is lead, so is mercury. They're, they, I mean, they, yeah, they come from are, nature. We don't, don't taste them. that good, though. Maple syrup is the best. It's so yeah. good. Oh. That's true, Bullets but it's don't pure taste sugar. like maple syrup. I haven't had it in six no. weeks. Yeah, maple syrup, whether it's grade A, B, C, or fancy, is still <laughs> predominantly pure sugar, just like honey. So if people think about it as pure sugar, and they know they should have much, 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 much less sugar, but they happen, if they're going to sweeten something, they go, I like the taste of maple syrup. Somebody else says, I like the taste of avocado honey. Somebody else says, I like the taste of Tupelo honey. Okay, fine. Have as little as you can. If those are the ones you want to have, fine. Uh, I would instead have Lohan, Stevia, or Yacon. Okay, that's good to know. That's awesome. So what about the energetic testing you do to some of that? Do you want to describe that process a little bit and how you, how you do that for some of the products? Sure. Well, energetic testing is fascinating. Um, and the, the, the common word that's used or the common name that's used is muscle testing. Yeah. And uh, when I first was introduced to it, um, it looked to me like uh, a load of garbage. <laughs> yeah. and, and I saw people doing it, and I could see by watching what they were doing uh, as somebody that's very scientific that they were screwing it up, that, 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 this, that this was not real. They were totally making this stuff up. And so I, therefore, assumed it was bogus. And then I saw somebody do it correctly many years later. I went, oh, my God, this is not bogus. Everybody I saw doing it was doing it wrong. And that got me interested. And after that, I took a class from a nurse. I took another class from a doctor. I took another class from an acupuncturist. I took a 10-day course from a credentialed, currently teaching physics professor, and I started using it. Hmm. And it's the only method that I can find which gives you the ability, once it's learned correctly and, and carried out correctly, to not just find out whether something is good or bad for you, but which one. I mean, if somebody says, I should take vitamin C, sure, you should take vitamin C. Everybody needs vitamin C. We don't make any. Now, would you be better off with a particular vitamin C, such as this liposomal C or that liposomal C or this magnesium ascorbate or that calcium ascorbate or this ascorbic acid? I don't know, but I can use muscle testing. I've got nine different vitamin Cs. I'm looking at them right now in my testing cabinet, and I will test the patient for all nine and see which one their body wants and make sure they're getting the best one. I want the best vitamin C for them, 
I want the best multivitamin for them. And that might change because maybe when they come into my office, they're so toxic that a really good high-potency multivitamin will make them ill. And especially if I say something about a multi and, and my, my new patient says, I've tried five multis from the health food store and they all make me sick. Okay, that just triggered me to realize that their kidneys and liver are probably in even more bad shape than my regular patients' kidneys and liver, which are already in bad shape. And once we do kidney and liver support for maybe six months, now they can take a high-potency multi. Because even the nutrients that our body needs, they still have to be processed and the metabolites eliminated, and that goes through kidney and liver. So, you know, that needs to be done to find out what's correct and it can change. And, and I've, I love to give people information, and I like to make it free, and I like to make it easy. So I was thrilled to death. I didn't think this would ever happen. When an integrative oncology conference asked me two years ago to do a lecture on muscle testing. Hmm. And um, since I was doing it over in the side for their public group that wasn't being taped, I taped myself. And so I put up on my website, if you go down to the bottom of my website, down the bottom, there are a bunch of photographs there. One of the photographs is a photograph of me pushing on some woman's arm. And if you click on that photograph, it brings you to a page which has the entire set of my PowerPoint slides and a PDF and the entire 90-minute lecture. And so you can listen to the lecture while you're advancing the PDF yourself, and you can watch a really good, I was very happy with it, an hour-and-a-half lecture on muscle testing so you can much better understand it or, or have somebody else do that that doesn't know what it is. Awesome. That sounds good. So I guess uh, a couple more questions here. Essential oils, do you have any uh, opinion about, about those? Does it depend on the brand as well? Or? Well, everything is energy. I mean, that's, that's one of the main things that everything's been shown. Everything is energy, and essential oils have a lot of energy in them, so they can be very, very helpful. Um, as far as brands, there are a lot of brands out there. Uh, the only thing I really want people to know about essential oils is, number one, yes, they can be very helpful. Number two, the idea that they must be used topically, no, in France and other places in Europe, the medical doctors are trained to use them internally, so they can be used that way also. Number three, the multi-level companies, which is Young Living and doTERRA, are not the only companies that have good oils, and you can get much less expensive oils that are not multi-level. There are a lot of companies. One of the ones I like, because it's owned by a chemist that tests all of his oils, uh, is Amrita, A-M-R-I-T-A dot net. So that's a place that's not multi-level that you can get them. There are a lot of good books uh, on uh, essential oils, but I usually tell people, buy one that's not put out by the, the multi-level companies. Get one of the books by Kurt Schnaubelt. Um, he's the uh, uh, person that puts on the, uh, what's it called? I think it's called the Southwest uh, College of Aromatherapy, something like that. They put many conferences on. And so you're, you're getting a more independent person's view but yes, no, essential oils have helped a lot of people in a lot of ways. Uh, some of them are really strong antibacterial agents, antifungal, antivirals, such as oregano thieves. oil. Yeah. Thieves. Uh, thieves is a good combination. Yep, thieves is a great combination. Uh, there are quite a number like lavender that have lots of different uses. Uh, we have a couple which uh, are used specifically topically for different injuries. Helichrysum which is massively expensive. Helichrysum is sometimes nicknamed the arnica of essential oils because it's good for any kind of wounds and bruising. Mm. So yeah, essential oils are something people should look into. Okay, that's good to know too. So um, uh, like chronic issues, like my girlfriend has EDS, Ehlers-Danlos Ehlers syndrome, 
and uh, stomach issues and autoimmune. Like, there's a lot of people now that have these chronic issues where the doctors can't help them at all. I mean, like, they've right. been going for decades, you know, to the doctors, to the experts, to the hospitals, and getting tests left, right, and center, and they still don't know what's going on. Uh, do, have you been able to... Have you ever had any experience with EDS specifically, I guess, or in chronic issues or autoimmune issues? Have you seen some, some good results in, in some of your, your patients? I have not had anybody uh, come to me uh, with EDS, but I have many people that have come to me with autoimmune conditions. Yeah. And most of us believe, and I don't know what it would take for somebody to prove to me wrong, that every single autoimmune condition, I don't care what it's called, you know, it could be ALS, could be MS, could be EDS, uh, could be you name it, that every single autoimmune condition is actually either totally caused or massively aggravated by our toxic load. Because what happens is you get enough poisons in the body, the body can't do its job correctly. Right. And there are a lot of different types of toxic substances which some people don't consider as a toxic substance. So, for example, if you took 1,000 people with 10 different autoimmune conditions, I don't care what they are, and you put those people on my diet off my website. Anybody can go up there and just put diet into the search engine, and you'll get my 60-day diet challenge, healthy okay. diet challenge. And that's in your book, um, too, right? It's in my book also, right? Yeah. A huge number of those people will notice massive improvements in their autoimmune condition and go, holy crap, how come my doctor didn't mention anything about this? How come he or she didn't tell me it could be something having to do with my diet? So, for example, you start pulling out poisons, and you start pulling out foods that cause inflammation, starch, sugar, and alcohol, or that cause massive inflammation in you but not in everybody, such as wheat and soy. I have people where when they absolutely 100% went uh, wheat-free, and I don't, I don't call it gluten-free because, like I said, I may have them eat uh, barley, and barley has gluten in it, but they go you know, 100% wheat-free, and they've seen such unbelievable changes that their doctor runs a panel and says, um, I, I, I don't know to, what to do here. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been treating you for this condition for the last 10 years with different drugs. And I, 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 according to this last lab test, you don't have that incurable condition anymore. So I don't know what to tell you because you can't not have it. It's incurable. And we just laugh. Wow. That's how they get you. Yeah. So do you want to get into a little bit about your recipes in the back and maybe some of the diet uh, that you can do before we, um, before we let you go here? Sure. Well, well, the main thing on, you know, you can call it uh, my diet, but I mean, it's, it's, it's just a healthy diet. And, and of course, the people that think that there's a, a cardiovascular diet and a cancer diet and a diabetes diet, no, there's a healthy diet and there's an unhealthy diet. And a healthy diet is low starch, sugar, and alcohol and large amounts of multicolored, non-starchy vegetables with all of the good fats that I teach in my classes and in the book, so you know which are which, um, and uh, adequate amounts every day, not occasionally, every day, adequate amounts of properly raised and properly fed organic um, meat-based or, or uh, uh, let's say, animal-based protein. And I'm very vague with the word animal. As far as I'm concerned, if it's a fish, you know, if it's, a, if it's a bird, I'm just calling them all animals. If it can locomote by itself and it's not planted in the earth, I'm calling it animal protein. So as long as they're properly raised. And when people start to do that, the lower they put the bad stuff, the better off they are. I don't eat starch. I don't eat sugar. I don't drink alcohol. Uh, I'm not telling everybody they have to never do that. But if they go on my diet for 60 days, 100%, and then 
on day 61, they're at a friend's house for a birthday party or a wedding ceremony or whatever, and they go, oh, I'm glad today's day 61. I'm going to have a small glass of champagne to toast the bride and groom, and I'm going to have a half a slice of their wedding cake. And then the next day, they feel like crap. And they call me up, and they say, thank you very much. I used to be able to have three times that much, and I felt my normal. Now, when my body is so much happier, when I have that stuff, I feel horrible. And I say, you're very welcome. That's very good, because the only way you're going to be able to be motivated to eat well is by making your body clean enough that when you do something it doesn't like, it slaps you in the face. And as far as the recipes I've got in there, I just picked some of the ones that my wife and I have come up with. Um, there's a great book, actually, which uh, I, I highly recommend. Um, it's uh, called The Gluten-Free Almond Flour Cookbook. I mention it in my book. Uh, it was written by a woman, Ilana, E-L-A-N-A, Amsterdam. Her website is Ilana's Pantry, uh, probably.com. And she makes two mistakes in the book, a big mistake and a little mistake. The big mistake is all of the sweets she has sweetened with agave nectar, which I consider to be a toxic sweetener. So when I sell the book, I have one in front of me. It's got a sticker, a permanent adhesive sticker that I put on there <laughs> that says in bold type, Replace don't agave. use agave nectar. Yeah. Yeah. Use your cone syrup instead. Uh, and then she has people using grape seed oil, which is not a traditional oil. And I have people instead make all of the recipes taste a lot better by using either butter or a 50-50 butter coconut mix, coconut oil mix. And she's got lots of recipes in there for cookies and cakes. And the only thing you can do to make her recipes not work is not use one of the brands of almond flour that she clearly tells you on her website are the ones they've tested in the book. And the one I always use is Honeyville Grains. Uh, but I mean, I've had people say, I made her carrot cake and it was awful. It was heavy. It was dense. And I said, you didn't use the right almond flour. No, I bought one in the health food store. You can't do that. And then they make it correctly. You go, wow, it was delicious. The only difference was the difference. Right. It has to do with the fineness, I guess, of the grind of the, of the almond flour. Hmm. What about an off-the-shelf, like, middle-of-the-grocery-store bag of rice chips or something like that? Well, uh, what's interesting is that of all the different things that the body converts into sugar, which, of course, hurt us, um, the fastest converters there are are popped or puffed grains. So rice cakes, for example, or puffed wheat or puffed rice, you might as well just put your, your tablespoon right into a sugar bowl. Uh, as far as rice chips, uh, they're not puffed and they're not popped, but again, it's rice, so okay. it converts yeah. really, yeah. really, really fast. Yeah. If you wanted a chip that would be, let's say, the healthiest of all the chips out there, the healthiest one I've found is from a company called Beanitos, B-E-A-N for bean, I-T-O-S, Beanitos. They're made of different types of beans. They have a whole bunch of different flavors, and they send the chip into the Glycemic Institute to get it tested for slow conversion. So there are a lot of bean chips on the market. None of them are as healthy as Beanitos. Okay, that's good to know. And then otherwise, just go with nuts. And is there any nuts that uh, are better than others? Uh, well, the nuts that have the best fatty acid ratio... Uh, number one would be walnuts. Uh, number two would be almonds. Uh, most of the others are all fine. You know, uh, I, I like uh, pignolia nuts, pine nuts, macadamia nuts. Really, there are only two nuts which I tell people would be better off avoiding. Pecans. And those are the high starch nuts. Okay. The high starch better nuts. Better not be pecans are, and cashews. Uh, 
Pecans are fine. Pecans are, pecans are totally fine. Uh, pecans are no problem at all. Uh, but cashews are 35% pure starch. The body turns it right into sugar. That's and that's the one. reason we like them, because they taste sweet, because it's already converting into sugar in your mouth. And the oh, highest starch nuts. A pistachio is totally fine. Okay, good. There, there really right. are only two nuts, only two, that I want people to avoid or eat less of. One of them is cashews, and the other one, which is almost pure starch, is the one we eat during the Christmas holidays. Chestnuts. Chestnuts are almost pure starch. They're delicious. They're very sweet tasting because they're all starch. Okay, that's great to know. I don't, I can't, I don't even know if I've ever had a chestnut. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to get them in New York. They, they used to have stands. I'm sure they still do during, uh, you know, like December and January when it's really cold. They've got them and they're roasting them and you're getting roasted chestnuts and they're delicious, but they're pure starch. All right. Darren, do you have any questions? No, I think, uh, yeah, I just got to cut more stuff out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I challenge and, people. Yeah. I really challenge people to eat my diet for 60 days. That's the reason I call it the healthy diet challenge. I think... Uh... And all that's in the book, too, and the website. Yep. So, And all yep. those recipes in the back. I mean, I was looking at some of the recipes, like that cheesecake one that you have in there that looks really good. <laughs> As well, so oh yeah, that cheesecake is some, delicious. You know, some healthier snacks. So, yeah, cheesecake is delicious. I'm telling you, nuts, buddy, like you said, you freeze yep, a couple nuts bananas. Are freeze a couple of bananas. Uh, well, bananas, bananas, pure, 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 pure. Well, it's not pure sugar, but it's very high sugar. You just like yeah. to root everything, yeah. don't you, David? <laughs> and my my the easiest way for people to get to my website is my name. If people just put in, everybody can spell David correctly. That's really interesting. For some reason. When you tell them that the website is davidgetoff.com and that that's my name, they don't automatically assume that getoff is spelled G-E-T, get, O-F-F, off. They assume if it's a name, something must have been done to it, and then they tell me they can't get to my website. It's got to be O-V or something yeah. like getoff. Get the O-V, G-E-T-T, G-E-T-T-O-F, G-E-T-H-O-F. No, just get off, davidgetoff.com, and it'll redirect you to Naturopath for you. Davidgetoffthewheat.com. Right on. Well, thanks. There you go. Thanks, David. Yeah, that's been a great chat. You know what? I really appreciate you answering all our specific questions and, and just not, you know, like just getting into uh, each individual topic, you know, I, I really do appreciate that. Uh, just going with the flow like that and not having just a, you know, a set spiel that you, that you go with. And there's lots of content on your website and lots of, uh, lots of information out there that you're, that you're doing. It's really, I really appreciate it. I, I never have a set spiel. I always do whatever it is somebody's asking me for. And if you if you have an actual direct link to our recording, send it to me so I can send it out to people. Put it on my site. Yeah, you will. Yep. You betcha. We will. And thanks for you know answering those personal questions as well. That was super helpful to me personally, and I hope uh, I'm sure other people got some benefit out of it as well. And a hammer you are very welcome. Vitamin C. Yeah. Go yep. for a tan. Right on. All right, buddy. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot, David. Right on, Dave. Come back anytime. Absolutely. Okay. All right, thanks a lot. I'll go okay. have dinner. <laughs> okay, all right. Bye-bye. All righty, bye-bye. And that was a chat <laughs> with David Getoff. What do you think, buddy? Fantastic. Isn't that late for dinner? Fantastic. That's a little late for dinner. No, I think he's in California. That's still 8.30. Oh, yeah, that it is late, eh? It's that 9 doesn't, yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. line up with your... Uh, with your intermittent fasting and all mm -hmm. that? I, I was going to ask him about fasting, too, but you know what? I felt like he was on for a solid... Solid, quick run, very fast talker. Yeah, awesome you mentioned you only had so much time. Lots so. of information. 
just loved it. I loved how he, he answered all the stuff like very um, uh, just I knew it would be a good interview. When I started researching his stuff, I just thought that's going to be fantastic. I think I need more vitamin C. Yeah. I haven't and had you, to, and you know what he was saying about vitamin C is is sometimes you need a, like a, a lot more than you think. Yeah. You know, well, you it's know, not it's, like you can just, you know, maybe have a tablet or two. You might not need to like. Yeah. Lately when I get in there, I try and take like 2000 milligrams at a time. Wow. Yeah. Just you go to you get do the, the shit. Do the, we should ask him about the garlic. Chop up the garlic. Let it sit for five minutes. Pound a handful of garlic back. I eat a <clears> lot <throat> of garlic for sure. A lot just of garlic. Raw garlic? Like like yeah. Raw garlic? Yeah. yeah. Tons. Mm. What about the oregano oil? Did you try? Did you do I've been off the oregano oil. Oh, yeah, it's hard know, to stay man. on everything. It's just a lot. Well, of I think it eats on. a lot of your gut. I think you got to supplement with some probiotics. With if you eat too That's much one oregano, thing is it's going to kill do a any bunch probiotics. of healthy shit as well. I, I think. don't do any probiotics. Yeah. I just got back on the kimchi. Kimchi, yeah. Which is, I think a probiotic, right? Does that give you a probiotic, or I should be taking a probiotic? I suppose almost anything fermented has yeah. probiotics, yeah. even red wine. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, whiskey. No. Is that fermented? <laughs> no, no alcohol. Just, that was a great chat. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Fantastic chat. Do yeah. you think I'm going to remember that I hit stop on the quarter and that I have to attach this file? Or is this just never going to go? You ahead? know what? We don't have any in the can. This is going out next week. So, so it should be fairly should fresh. Be can fine. you put a note in the notes I to attach right the now, outro yeah. file? Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. No problem. What a team. Anyway, big thanks to... Mr. Getoff for coming on the show, telling us all the food we got to get off. Um, <laughs> you know, you think you're off enough stuff. Never enough. Uh, and the thing is, it's hard to find this, you know, grass-fed uh, heirloom pork with hair. I mean, you know, where do I find a pig like that for my bacon? I mean, that's it. the problem, right? I mean, you gotta I, go did find like the, I did like the part about the studies. Like, I really wanted to ask him all these personal things we've been curious about, like the meat studies and stuff. And it's kind of what I thought. You gotta get to the farm, and you just gotta go get buy a couple of heirloom piglets, get them fucking, <laughs> and you got pigs. But then you gotta kill them to get the bacon. I guess too bad they just couldn't. You know, you need a guy like me lay, too bad they couldn't lay bacon like eggs. You know. Then you'd eat their young. Can we like GMO you one could just, just to lay I guess bacon you could out? Just, just like strips of bacon. Like, I guess you could right just right beside the egg. You could just egg. eat the babies. <laughs> what? Well, that's what the laying egg oh my is. God. You know, yeah. You know what's funny is when you do a pig roast, the whole thing tastes like bacon. It's amazing. No, it doesn't, does it? Have you never done a pig roast? You're done 50 a pig years roast. old. When am I going to do a pig roast? You're 50 years old. You've never been roast. to a pig roast? Well, maybe a, a, one of those, what are they called in Hawaii when they do the whole the luau? luau? Yeah, I mean, but that was kind of fake. I mean, what yeah. did they actually roast a pig? Well, they roasted something. <laughs> a boar, maybe? Oh, did you eat Does it? Does that count? Well, yeah, probably. But uh, I don't know. My experiences with pig roast, everything kind of comes used to roast out sort pigs of. In oh Ontario, yeah, we or? used to have keg parties with pig roasters. Really? Yeah, you can rent them. Rent what? Pig the roasters. Roaster? Why don't we roast a pig out here this summer? No, I don't know. With an apple in its mouth and all that. I don't know about an apple in its mouth. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't fucking Walt Disney. This isn't uh, Charlotte's Web. What? <laughs> the pig lives in Charlotte's Web. The spider guy. The spider I, don't, guy. I, don't, I don't know the story. I just pictured a pig with an apple in his mouth. <laughs> the pig doesn't the pig get eaten lives. in Charlotte's Web. <laughs> and his name is Wilbur. The spider dies. The spider Charlotte dies. Oh. 
That was pretty sad. Now, now that you're mentioning it, I remember being pretty sad. We listened to it. But on I don't our want trip. to roast a full pig. We listened to it on a trip to California. I'd rather Charlotte buy these. Said, the end's a real. Oh, really? The end is a real oh, deal. Yeah. Is a real uh, tough one. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather buy these little. Uh, they have those little hams in Safeway now that they're like uh, pre-cooked hams. I'll just stick with that. No roasting alive. You know what? We should fuck a roast pig at cat. No, roast a pig. You're just scared you're gonna get roasted. We'll roast Graham at the pig roast. <laughs> we'll have a Graham roast. But like your roast to be like the comedy style. You'll, you'll be trying to fatten me up beforehand. I'm not going to eat you, but I might roast you. All right. Fucking. Let's uh, wrap it up. That's it. Support the show. Grandamerica.ca slash support. Uh, just do it. Come on. I'm not going to give you. I don't, I'm too. Uh, because. You guys just say because, because. Because. We need it. I'm a little under the other this we week. Under it. the weather under this the week. Other? I don't have the, the, F, the energy to try and con you out of your money. Support the show because we put a lot of effort into it. Because we need it to keep going. I mean, really. That's right. We yeah. don't, we'll be kicked the fuck out. If we get kicked out of here, the show is canceled. That's it. Yeah. We can't come back. So, grammarica.ca slash support, grammarica.ca slash stripe, grammarica.ca slash Patreon. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Crazy, grooving to the tambourine, riding in my Lamborghini, eating on some tangerine.
They threw me to the wolves Playing the game, ganging up on me Mind games with no rules But you can't face me, cause I'm crazy Grooving to the tambourine Riding in my Lamborghini Eating on some tangerine